everybody what's happening today is thursday it is J january 12th and uh, we're just getting on the airwaves here and we're going to get onto the stream and everything uh before we do just want to mention everybody seven mile casino and seven mile casino.com you obviously all know the story by now and um, if you are in san diego and you are looking for the most convenient place to play blackjack poker table games that's seven mile casino because look I've mentioned it before. I've been to every casino in San Diego County, and some of them have decided they wanted to build cool pools, and some of them want to have really nice concert venues, and some of them want to have world-class hotels. That's all great. But what Seven Mile Casino is all about is just games on one side, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar on the other side, no smoking anywhere inside the casino or really on the property. And so it's a place to go when you're looking to play blackjack, poker, table games, and have a really good meal. Could be brunch on a Saturday or a Sunday. Could be dinner any day of the week. But if you're looking to play and have a good time, Seven Mile Casino is the place for you. The best location. No smoking. And all they're about is playing blackjack, poker, and table games. Seven Mile Casino. SevenMileCasino.com. All right. Um, Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Now, Alex, yesterday you had some information for us about a big event that was happening down at California Holistics. I'd love for you to tell everybody about that one more time. But yesterday, my daughter, who went back to college at Boise State, sent me a message and said, hey, dad, what's the promo code for Tori and California Holistics? Because her friends are still here from college. And I had to tell her, broccoli. So kids, eat your vegetables. Broccoli, that's the promo code. 20% savings at Tori Holistics and California Holistics. Alex, do you have that information? Yes, the excuse me, the small business market will be Saturday, this this Saturday, the 14th from 12 to 5 p.m. at the California Holistics location. So 12 to 5 p.m. completely free. It's going to be a day full of local vendors, food, music, free swag, brands and deals. The event is totally free. And right now, when you uh, spend one hundred twenty five dollars, you will get a twenty dollar gift card in return at California Holistics. Nice. And I like that Garcia hoodie that you're wearing today. I love that brand. Very, very good. Well, it fits now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it fits now because you got that iThrive going. And here's what I want to say about iThrive and the iThrive Lean pro uh, product. Alex has lost almost 30 pounds in three months. In the first three months of using iThrive Lean, you're saving $200 per month. Normally it's $499 a month, which I know sounds like a lot of money, but if you're losing weight, you can't lose weight prior to that. I think it's money well spent. But in the first three months, $299, $299, $299, then it jumps up to $499. If you do what Alex did and you lose 30 pounds in three months, you may save all that money and you may lose the weight that you desired. 858-240-1497. I say might. I mean, you can look on their website. It's fully guaranteed and it's FDA approved. So you're going to lose the weight. The question is, how much are you going to lose? iThriveMD.com. Hey, PenskeSanDiego.com, you want to make things fast and easy in your life? You're looking to buy a new car. You're looking to lease a new car. Or maybe you're thinking certified pre-owned, which is something I definitely recommend. Um, 1,000 vehicles on the 12 different lots here in San Diego. And it's probably more. I mean, it's probably more than that. But when you look at the 12 dealerships and the nine different brands, Acura, Audi, BMW, Honda, Lexus, Mini, Mazda, Mercedes, and Toyota, all those are brand new products. Um, and there's, like I said, there's 12 stores with nine brands, but if you just go to the website, PenskeSanDiego.com, things will move faster, more efficiently, uh, make your buying experience or leasing experience that much easier. PenskeSanDiego.com. And lastly, let me mention our partner, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Mortgage and Realty Services, concentrating on the realty side. 
because if you go to mountaintrustrealty.com, you're going to see the listings that Gary has. And Gary will tell you, as he has told us all, still a great time to buy a house. And you may be thinking to yourself, why is that? Here's why. Because Gary is in this industry and can show you how you can still get into home ownership, even as the interest rates have risen. Call him. Let the expert talk you through it. 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299 for Gary Cooper, mountaintrustrealty.com. All right, guys, let's get started on a Thursday. Hey, great friends. What's going on? Today is Thursday. It is January 12th. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studio, sevenmilecasino.com. One programming note today is we're just getting onto the airwaves of 1090, just getting onto the stream of YouTube, all the different audio podcast platforms that you would expect us to be on. And tonight on television, I say a programming note, our man Big Brown, last second today, scratched from the lineup and that means next man up around here and you know who the next man up is alex i mean let's face it i mean this guy has been he's around the show all the time and uh when we need that next man up here he is jason lawhead in today for big brown what's going on jay law what up you know i can fill all the roles I can go in there if you're gone, if Alex is gone, if Browner's gone. The only thing I can't do is all the beep, boop, boop, pop, 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 beep, boop, boop that Alex <laughs> and Browner can do. But other yeah. than that, I'm I'm always excited. So uh, hopefully everything's all good with my Brown man, and uh, he'll be back soon. But uh, pleasure to be here with you guys. Yeah, glad you're here today, man. Uh, Grande, as we're just getting going, I want to tell everybody that coming up, the gentleman who will be doing the color commentary on the Chargers Jaguars sideline. Well, I mean, you know, be on the yeah, sideline yeah, yeah. doing color commentary. Yeah. You know what yes. I'm saying? My man, like you do. Yes. Uh, my man, Max Starks, is coming by today. And Max Starks, for those of you who don't know, is a former offensive lineman with the Pittsburgh Steelers who now works in broadcasting and he works for ESPN Radio and he works for Westwood One. And he's going to be, as Alex says, he'll be doing the analysis from the sidelines of the Chargers Jaguars game on Saturday. But Alex, do you remember why Max Starks, it, for anybody who's listening, J-Law, have you ever heard of Max Starks? Do you even know who Max Starks is? I can't say I, I, I have, uh, but I love that name, Max Starks. He sounds like like a bare knuckle champion. That's a great <laughs> old just like name from like the 1930s, man. But uh, yeah. No, excited to excited to you know hear what he has to say and uh, definitely know him now and we'll we'll definitely know him in the future. Two time Super Bowl champion right. with the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm -hmm. part of that key offensive line oh. in Ben Roethlisberger's years. Yeah, uh, oh. one time off season practice squad preseason member of the San Diego Chargers. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, the last time I think we spoke to him. Houston Super Bowl? It's it's in person back. Super Bowl. Yeah, but yeah. here, but here's what happened. I don't know if you remember this or Alex. Um, okay. so so we so this is old school um Scott and BR memory lane here okay. for, for a second here. And so for, for longtime great friends, I may refresh a memory for you. And for others, you might jog my memory yeah, right now. You you may hear this for the first time. So Several years ago, we're at one of these Super Bowl radio row kind of broadcast deals, right? 
And so Billy Ray and I are sitting at our booth, our table. And you know how, how it is it, for everybody who's a longtime listener and a longtime sports radio listener. When you go to Radio Row at the Super Bowl, it's sort of a rotating circulation rotation of guesting. Um, and some people are stars and they're there with a company and they've got PR people and other guys are just kind of walking around and you're like, Hey, that guy right over there, you know, he's wearing a Super Bowl ring, get him, sit him down. We don't care. We'll talk to anybody. That's why we're here. So Max Starks comes and sits down with Billy Ray and I one year at the Super Bowl. And he, uh, he's sitting across the table from us and we're having a lovely conversation. He's a wonderful guy, right? He's a sweetheart of a dude and he's wearing J law. He's wearing his Pittsburgh Steeler Super Bowl ring. Oh, Alex, yeah. is this already starting to jog a memory for you? Oh, no, not okay. yet. But I mean, I remember this okay. interview. Yeah. I don't remember where you're going with So it. Max Starks is wearing the Super Bowl ring, right? Mm -hmm. And um, Billy Ray and I said, uh, hey, can, um, can we see your ring? D d would you mind sh showing it to us? So Max, he's a big dude. Max is probably like 6'6". Mm -hmm. Like three thirty. Yeah, mean, I'm reading his bio right now. Yeah, I mean, what are you what are you seeing on him? What do you got on him? Well, you know what's incredible is uh, his father is, was a great was the great Ross Browner, um, who had a NFL shortcut year. You know, a career was cut short, but he was a great and who I remember as a little boy, great defensive lineman for the Bengals, and was a went to Notre Dame, was a Lombardi Award winner. Um, and so that, I mean, now it's kind of coming to me who he was and his dad, by the way, his dad, Jay, uh, just died not long ago. Oh, um, yeah, this is just I'm, a few I'm, months ago. Cause he yeah. posted all over social media about yeah. his dad and, and you're right. Yeah. His dad had a, a really good college career at Notre Dame. I mean, like really decorated yeah. and, and, and was projected to be, you know, a good NFL player who, as you point out, cause I didn't know this, um, his injury was cut short. Uh, his career was cut career short was cut by short, injuries. Yeah. 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 So, so Starks, so Max is a, a sitting across from me and Billy Ray at the Super Bowl, and um, Billy Ray and I had this game plan where anybody who came to the show who was wearing like a really cool Super Bowl kind of a thing ring, we'd ask them to show us the ring, and then we'd go on with the conversation and keep going and go and distract the person, so that when he got up to leave, he would leave us the Super Bowl ring. Well, mm -hmm. this kind of worked out to perfection because Max Starks gives me and Billy Ray his Super Bowl ring. And we're like, oh, look at this. You yeah. know, and then there's me. I'm like, oh, it barely fits on my thumb. You know? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, wish I had tape of that. That, was, yeah. that, that would be hilarious. So, so Max, Max, who's a sweetheart of a guy, he goes, he does the interview. He gives us the ring, right? He And, and Billy Ray, like, probably takes the ring, puts it in his pocket, and we're like, okay, well, there's there's Max Starks, former Pittsburgh Steeler, two-time Super Bowl champion, stopping by here on the show, blah, blah, blah. We're back after this kind of deal. Go to a commercial break. Max stands up. Billy Ray and I stand up. Hey, man, nice to meet you. Good to be with you, pal. Glad to have you on the show, blah, blah, blah. Hey, let's exchange numbers. We can get you back. Like, we have got this guy's head spinning. He leaves. Mm -hmm. He goes to the next interview. He goes to the next interview. Yeah. He goes, about an hour later, my man comes back and he is sweating and he is in a state of panic, bro. <laughs> he and he he's left. like, guys, guys, I, 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 I don't know what happened. Did anybody see my ring? Does anybody see my Super Bowl? I lost my ring. All we were trying to do was just mess with everybody. 
and take, we took his ring, distracted him, kept his ring, only to have him come back looking for the ring. Now, now that's my recollection of the story. I don't know if Max will remember. That's great. I don't know if he got a different interpretation, but anybody who's listening um, and watching right now might remember years ago, because we talked about doing this bit on the air. Does this, so was this, so this was premeditated, this was premeditated prank stuff here. This is premeditated theft. Yeah. Yeah. Premeditated theft. I'm looking, I am looking at a picture. Yeah. I was the whole time you were telling that story. I was scrolling our Facebook page. Okay, February fifth, two thousand sixteen. Oy vey. All right. This is San Francisco. Uh huh. You're wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers ring. <laughs> oh, that's great! <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> oh my God! Is there? Is, any, is that the one? Is there? I I don't. I would think so. Right. Are there any other pictures around that looking, on Facebook that would explain a little more? That's funny. I w- that would assume like we would. I He's got to remember it. that because that feel that has to, like, I can't, I freak out when I can't, when I think, oh my God, where are my keys? Did I leave like a Super Bowl ring when you're like trying to retrace your steps? That, that feels like you've lost a child in a crowd. I mean, yeah. you got to be, that's got to be something that like for that time, it was not in his possession. His stomach, all of his emotions had to be just like, oh, my God, where's my kid? <laughs> yeah, because I'm looking at the pictures of that trip. Dan Fouch. Show us, show, show us some pictures because this is kind of fun, like old school sort of stuff. It's okay. bringing back some memories. I'll just scroll through it all. This okay. is the one I just showed you. Okay, I love that shirt. This is your I boy. I, I don't know if I still have. Oh, that, oh, wait, that's Mitch Berger. Did he play for the Steelers? He did. It's probably Mitch's ring. So that's ring. his ring. Probably Mitch's okay, ring. so it's not this one. By the way, just, because a side, to... just a side note, if you go back to that picture, just a side note. Look at the disaster of equipment that we're sitting there with. Look at the wires and the the mess that was our set and our tarp and our tarp tabletop. I couldn't even get a real tabletop. We got a tarp. You want to hear an interesting uh, fact about uh, Starks and the Browner family? That's interesting. That Browner's not here today, but Starks' dad is Ross Browner. Um, interesting stat here. Fact: the Browner family as a whole. Even though his last name's Starks, the Brown because he had a a bro, he he's had brothers Joey, Jimmy, and Keith Browner all played in the NFL, and Starks' cousin Keith Browner Jr. now plays with the Texans. So only second to the Matthews family, Clay Matthews, Bruce Matthews, Clay Matthews Jr. I think Bruce's son. The Browner family has had the most family members in the history of the NFL. Only the Matthews family, wow, from Clay and Bruce Matthews uh, has had more family members in the nfl than history than than ross browner's uh know you that. know lineage interesting i didn't know that. alex when you put those pictures up on the screen mm-hmm. some of those people and you said this was the 2016 super bowl that we were just looking at yeah some of those pictures i'm not sure whoever like if you just go back to them for a second take a look at these photos on your screen jay and uh, and see if you recognize everybody because i'm not sure i recognized everybody Okay. Well, I mean, I saw. Okay, so you'll recognize everyone here. Okay, so yeah, we well, got Romy there. Well, hey, wait. So this was the old ten ninety lineup, right? So it's me, Billy Ray, Jim Dustin. Rome in the middle. Do you do you recognize anybody else, J Lo? Dustin or uh, uh, Smith? Um, Darren. Darren. I meant. <laughs> Dustin I mean, Smith. Yes. I know a Dustin, Dustin Smith, Smith from back home. Darren Smith. 
Yeah. Um, and then Marty, right? Right. And then can you and the gray-haired I, guy on the on the end? I, I couldn't tell you who that is. Dude, that's Kevin Acey. Oh, Kevin Acey. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that, yeah. that's one. I like that picture. Okay. This is okay. Me and Billy oh, Ray wow. and Dan Fouts. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's the legendary Dan Fouts. Oh, this is cool. This is a cool picture. Um, oh God. Chuck. Come Liddell. on. Chuck, Chuck Liddell. Liddell. There you go. Chuck Liddell. And uh, Andrew. He almost kicked you in the head. Yeah, that's right. Andrew. How's well, Andrew doing? Have we talked to Andrew in a while? I haven't spoken to Andrew in a long time. I've seen him on Instagram. He just got okay. married yeah. around when I got married. I'm going to drop yeah. him a line and say yeah. hello. Um, uh, Chuck Liddell that day, Alex, if you remember, yeah. told the most amazing stories about getting into actual street fights rather than UFC fights. Yep. Oh, my God. those That was yeah. a legendary interview that day. Oh, here he is. Here he is talking to us. Oh, this is a great picture right here. This, okay. This is a great picture. J-Law, I'll be shocked if you can tell me who any of the people are in this picture other than me. God, I was a lot thinner back then. Jesus Christ. The guy uh, on the right, you know. Uh, I just yeah, don't know if you know what he I, looks I, I've like. seen the guy on the right. I couldn't tell you about the other two guys. Oh, well, to our right, and then the guys to Kaplan's right in the photo. I don't yeah. know who they are. But I've so, seen the guy on the on the left of Kaplan. Yeah, so on so on this picture, these are my former college teammates. The white guy is a guy named Billy Osborne, who was a senior when I was a freshman. He was my holder when I, and okay. I, you know, obviously I was a kicker. The guy to my right is a guy named Billy Davis, two-time Super Bowl champion, one with the, the uh, Dallas Cowboys, one with the Baltimore Ravens, one wow. of my closest friends in college, still to this day, wow. uh, one of my close friends. And the guy on my left, Pro Football Hall of Famer, one of my college teammates, Curtis Martin. Oh, Curtis Martin. Yeah. Because yeah. the helmet covers him. You know, if I would have seen the jersey, what a what an underrated, what a great player. Yeah. He was a great player. He really was. And was a great guy. Um, who's this? Uh, Scott, you would you you don't know who this, this is. This gotta be a, a UFC MMA type fighter guy. I mean, his name is on his shirt. I, yeah, Gracie. Somebody Gracie. Hoist Gracie, the original. No way. Yeah. That's the original Hoist Gracie. Yeah. I interviewed the Hoist original Gracie. Hoist Gracie. Yeah, I forgot. Is there, is there more than one Hoist Gracie? Is he like the Gallagher of? Well, there's a lot of Gracies. Like you were talking about the royalty of the NFL. Yeah, right. There's a okay. lot of Gracies. I got yeah. you. I just didn't know if he like he rented out his name. To Hoist is the guy, guy like, that would like, like beat up 400 pound dudes at like UFC one. Yeah, gotcha. I'm not a big okay. UFC guy. I don't know he unless they're great. like you know unless they've the halftime performance. Is that Coldplay? Oh, Coldplay. Mm. Oh, nice. Coldplay. What what Super Bowl is this? You say Houston? Fitty. This is oh this is San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and then the next picture you just showed, uh, gosh, Radio Row history here. Uh, is that, I can't yeah. see who that is. Warren Moon. I, yeah, I wasn't sure. I couldn't tell. I couldn't yep, tell from where, from where I'm sitting here. It was too far away, the picture. Uh, there's Curtis Martin. Curtis. Yeah, there's Curtis, part of the show. Billy Ray, Curtis. Uh, now, oh, who is this? Oh, is that Bob Save, Golick? Yeah, Saved by the Bell College years. Oh, my God. Bob Golick. Yeah. Look how thin he looked. Okay. All right. Any some um oh uh is that Ted Johnson the yes. Carlsbad High alum the former NFL linebacker uh, Patriots, Patriots linebacker yeah yeah, yeah. Ted Johnson we went through them all yeah can't believe wow. I got that wow well anyway this Max Stark story is how this whole so there's thing a gap started. in Facebook from when Pratty and Los took over to when I took over uh -huh. I guess I didn't post on Facebook for two years yeah because after this it goes to like or not after this but. That goes to like UTTV stuff. So oh, I don't really? see Max Stark's oh. stuff. I'll bet you the Max Stark stuff probably happened way earlier than 2016, believe it or not. 
What year was his? Jay, you were looking at Max. Yeah, his final uh, year was his final year was basically twenty third. Well, twenty fourteen, he joined the practice squad with Arizona, but was Mm. was gone pretty soon. So, so twenty fourteen was the last time he put on a jersey for anyone, and uh, looks like he went kind of probably went right to media right after that. All right, well let's let's see if Max remembers any of this stuff. Let's see what we can. There's a picture on here. Of you cheek to cheek with someone that I know. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, George Lopez. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any way to send that? That's hilarious. Let me tell you that picture that you just showed. And I don't know how that picture like popped up. Is that on the, is that on, on our Facebook page? Yeah. So that, that picture right there, um, my kids and I, this was the, la- so I went to Disneyland on, on Christmas Eve this year with my kids. Prior to that, what year was that picture, Alex? Do you know? Um, you, it was posted 2011. Okay. 2011. That was probably the last time I was at Disneyland. And, um, we had gotten these, uh, we'd gotten this seat for the parade that night. And, um, it was in like a little roped off kind of thing. And, um, my daughter says to me, dad, standing right next to you is George Lopez. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm going, nah, I don't think so. I don't think that's George Lopez. (laughs) Nah, I don't think so. So I'm like on my phone, which at the time, 2011, on my phone, I think I was using like some kind of a BlackBerry or something. I was trying to look up George Lopez pictures and I found him. I'm like, I don't, is it? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it is. So then I said to him, I said, Bedele, why? You did not say that. Bedele, bedele, why? Uh... So my, my, my daughter said, no, dad, that's George Lopez. So I said, hey, hey, George. And he said, yeah. I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? It just so happens that at that exact time, 2011, I had just read his book. And his book was co-authored by Armin Katayan, hmm. former CBS sports reporter, hmm. who I was friendly with at the time. So I just said to George, I go, George, I just read your book. Oh, my God, bro. I can't believe the stories. I had no idea you were in radio. I had no idea how short-lived your radio career was. I go, very inspirational book. I'm friends with Armin Katayan, blah, blah, blah. George says to me, hey, I've lost contact with Armin. I don't have his phone number. Can you help me out? So I'm like sitting there giving George Lopez Armin Katayan's cell phone number. Alex, if you put that picture back up on the screen, uh, yeah, I must have taken like a selfie with an old school bad camera. And what's going on with my he hair? He is wearing a Disneyland. He is wearing a Disneyland hoodie. Oh no, hundred percent wear Disney. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's going on with your hair? I don't know. Yeah. It looks a little more full. I don't. Oh really? It's a little lower, lower on the forehead. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I got rid. Yeah, me and George face to face, baby. Yeah, cheek to cheek, bro. Yeah. Basically, what? <laughs> Jay, you ever run into him in comedy clubs or? Uh, or I've met George Lopez before. I mean, uh, yeah, I have. I can't remember how that must have. That had to be a long time ago. Very nice guy. Very cordial. Um, had the chance to meet him. Never worked with him. Never did a same show on him on the same lineup or anything. But uh, I saw. Yeah, seems recently, like a really uh, good guy. You, you had a good lineup at the comedy store in Hollywood recently. Yeah, I was up in Hollywood there recently, and. Uh, yeah, we. I'm going to Reno, uh, the Laugh Factory for Super Bowl weekend. But the nice thing is, is they don't do a show on Super Bowl Sunday, so I'll be on a plane early on Sunday back uh, home to watch it and uh, just book the comedy store here to headline May 24th. Um, going back, uh, hitting the road a little bit in April. Going back to Cleveland to headline. So yeah, man, some fun things coming up. Going to be making my way up to Hollywood a little bit more in the 2023 year. Dude, I'm um, trying to do more go. spots. Go, yeah. Here's what you should do. You ready? When I go up to work at ESPN, yeah, you should drive with me. Okay, hang out. We'll get done with the show, 
and then we'll go to the we'll go have dinner and then we'll go to the comedy store. We'll a, drive home. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you what do you usually do Thursdays or I usually there... do like Tuesdays and then but if you wanted to go, dude, I got it. Me and Alex have been talking about going to a Laker game. Alex, how when are we gonna go to a Laker game? I would love to go to a Laker game. I'll go on a weekday. Dude, I'll go on a weeknight. Pick, pick I'll travel day. with okay, you. Okay, I'll look at the Lakers schedule, try to tie it in, and pick a couple things where I can try to get get spots that night on like the, you know, maybe even like even if it's a Laker game at 7.30, maybe I can get a later spot on the 10 o'clock belly room show or something because well, most of the time they do two wow. shows. I mean, like, That's a late up, night for you, though. Huh? I know, but this upcoming Wednesday, like not not – uh, well, no, this upcoming Wednesday, it's it's the Lakers and the Sacramento Kings. That was a game I was kind of hoping and planning. Or, to to. or even if I don't, yeah, like obviously the game coincides a lot of times with yeah. um the comedy night shows. So I'd love to go to a Laker game if you thought that we can get the crew together, yeah. a few yeah, of us together, man. Um, I all right, let well, me know. let's do it. Scott, real quick, look what I found as well on our Facebook page. We've been talking about this guy all week since Sunday. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that's our boy. That's, That's our boy. Uh, what's his name? Don't let these guy? tears fool you. Yeah. He's all dog in here. What's his kid's all name? all dog. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, the running back from the Detroit Lions, who at that time, yep. he was with the Packers. And he had that big this old is, grill. This is that Atlanta. This is uh, February of 19. So this is Atlanta. February 2019. How about that? Yeah. I love all these memory lanes. I'm going to go into Facebook and, and go down the, the list. All right. Stick around. Let's start today's show by talking about the wild card game on Saturday. The Chargers and the Jaguars, Max Starks, who will be on the sideline doing analysis for Westwood One Radio. Max will join us coming right back. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. We're just getting rolling. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends. What's happening on a Thursday afternoon? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Brown Man out today. Jason Lawhead in today. And we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Okay, I will say this. Um, Max Starks, Westwood One, Jaguars, Chargers, game broadcast this Saturday. We're expecting Max to stop by sometime here in the near future. So hang for that. But Grande, to set up with Jay and everybody else, so many things we want to get to today. It could be NFL playoffs. Yes. It could be Coachella lineup. Uh-huh. It could be Padres with more news. Mm -hmm. It could be um, all of a sudden now video from what I think is Odell Beckham getting kicked off a flight. Do I have oh, yeah. that right? Correct. So there's so many things. Oh, I'll tell you something else I really want to talk about today. Derek Carr and his goodbye to Raider fans. I want to get to that. So head is swirling. Lots going on. Going to jump in and get to all of it and yes. expecting Max to stop by. But, Rondé, why don't you uh, take the lead here and let, let's let's start off here at home with the latest Padres news, which kind of – I mean, I didn't know – I knew that they probably weren't done-done, but I was thinking maybe more a little bit on the pitching side of things or maybe maybe an outfielder of some kind. But – Still talking DH. Let's let's get into DH. Padre signed a veteran and old man Nelson Cruz to a one-year, one million dollar deal. Now, if you remember, uh, I don't know if you would remember Scott, but Nelson Cruz has been linked to AJ Preller pretty much since AJ got here. Almost it feels like, but I think just the last two seasons in general, Nelson Cruz has been linked to a move to San Diego. But now he's officially signed to the Padres. Here's why it's interesting. Number one, Nelson Cruz will serve 
well, is the GM of the Dominican Republic World Baseball Classic team. GM so slash player. player. Okay, so just real quick. So so Nelson Cruz is 42 years old. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I, I guess back in the old days, if a baseball player or any athlete was 42 years old, you'd be like, oh, man, I got way over the hill. Um, but when I see LeBron at 38 destroying, when I see Tom Brady at 45 still leading a team to the playoffs, I'm not as uh, concerned about somebody's age as I used to be. Uh, 42 to me can still can still play. Mm-hmm. But but you're saying that Nelson Cruz is also like he's the general manager of the World Baseball Classic team from the Dominican Republic? Yes. That's like a big deal, which I think also theoretically would have three Padres players on it if one of them wasn't suspended. So you'd have Manny. Mm-hmm. You'd have um, Soto. You'd have Soto. And you would have Tatis, Tatis, I suppose. Yes. But Tatis's suspension means he can't even play in the World Baseball Classic. Correct. So here's a question for you. Nelson mm-hmm. Cruz. Is he being brought in because he can actually, uh, I'm asking you like you're AJ Preller. No. Yeah. And I'll answer it like I'm AJ Preller. Cause I think I have okay, an answer. So, so is, is Nelson Cruz signed to the Padres because he can contribute or is Nelson Cruz signed to the Padres because he can babysit like hmm. the three stars. And by the way, um, I mean, Nelson Cruz, when you sign a guy to a $1 million contract, you, that's, I mean, they got that in their pockets. Yeah. That's, that's like, we don't really have high expectations that he'll do anything per se, but you know, there's no risk. It's only a million bucks. I mean, the guy's just two years removed from 32 home runs and 86 RBIs and a 265 average at the age of 40. And yeah, I mean, uh, last year he didn't do much with Washington, but Washington didn't do much. I mean, a million bucks. Uh, I think it's with the obviously the NL going to a full time DH, um, and the the way sometimes the uh, Padres can find themselves in a little injury and some hitting slumps, and a guy that maybe you not know, go in there and just give you a little life for a while. I, I love the signing. Are you lighting candles? Did you just send the mood right now, or yeah, I know. I didn't mean to make y'all. I didn't I know, mean damn, to get y'all dude. worked up with that. Uh, you know, I think I, you got him in the mood, Jason. Where you're like, oh, he's <laughs> yeah. just one year removed from hitting 265 <laughs> and 32 yeah, home yeah, runs yeah. with 86 right. RBIs. <laughs> yeah. At 40 years of age. Yeah, yeah. Scott's no, thinking I, about I what just, he could do at the in his 50s if no, nothing. I mean, he's like, doing this in his 40s. You look yeah, that, I usually though. have like candles lit in my studio when I'm when we're on because <laughs> okay. I like the smell of the like vanilla, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I realize that I don't smell any vanilla. And um, and I think I'm not positive, but I if I had to bet my dog probably peed in this room mm-hmm. at some point. Multiple and times. I feel like I, I feel like I can smell it and it bothers me because yeah. I can't find it to clean it. <laughs> But then I can smell it. And then if I go get a like a carpet cleaning guy, you know, carpet cleaning guys are expensive. Yeah. Like really expensive. <laughs> you gonna, you know? Right when you said, you know, if I go get a carpet cleaning guy, I knew that was coming. I mean, I so should have written that Jay, for you. Jay, you I'm, could go I'm so to, cheap. 
So am I. Like, we, we don't turn the heat on. That's why I'm wearing a winter hat. Bro. Oh, my God, dude. I've got space heaters now. I refuse to turn the heat on. But I just knew that was good. You know how well, expensive garbage You guys, are, you know you guys might be cheap, but you're not lazy. You can go to Vaughn's and get a rental That's carpet what cleaner and do it yourself. No, I can't. That's what no, my wife I and I do. We do it twice a year. We go to uh, Home Depot. We rent the big industrial carpet because we only mm-hmm. have carpeting up our stairs and in the in the, in the the bedrooms up here. And then that's what we do. Um, I can't do that. Even though our cats use the box, we don't have to worry about that. It's just like just the the twice a year cats. we do a spring cleaning, fall cleaning. But yeah, said, no, we have. You said cats, cats, like, plural. Uh, yeah, you oh, cats. Yeah, you know, it's, in my, it's been in my stand-up act. I married into the game. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. but uh, we do that, and it's just like whatever. Thirty bucks for the day. You return it later that day, and it it, it, it they're great. They're great. Yeah, well, uh, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Right? Quick question for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not capable of doing that. <laughs> Sounds like you are. My wife is. My wife. <laughs> she's the spear. She spearheads it all. She's like, we can okay. get that. She fills out all the things. She knows what. I just do all the like, pick up the big thing, put it in the car when you mm-hmm. go get it from the guy at the back of the store, bring it back. And um, yeah, she directs it all. She's just like, will you guys put it come up do, in this room. Do it. Will you guys come do my carpets? She probably, so I don't you know have to what? hire some really expensive carpet she guy. Probably would be able to give you an estimate after the <laughs> rental. So she would get you. I'm telling you, my wife, she would because she's a business owner, right? So she would probably be able to be like look this is how much it costs us time to go pick it up we're gonna mark that up 20 percent, and then we'll just do the labor for this how how big's your square footage she's brilliant i don't even know how uh, you know so she probably yeah, i don't know how you, i do not know how you are married to this woman i, I mean honestly i don't either. like honestly your wife is so much younger than you yep and so good looking now by the Beautiful. way i'm not saying you're not a handsome guy i'm a pretty handsome guy and no, I, you're for 50 i've guy. kept myself in pretty good shape you know yeah you're looking good but but she is like she's so hot your wife she is sorry Lucky. god this no. sounds creepy doesn't it no it doesn't i mean i look i mean i catch i guys will check out my wife as i'm it, i i think it's funny it's funny like we walk through a mall or something i, I got i got you know we funny story Vince Vaughn looked my wife up and down and checked her out and watched her walk away from a bar. It was, I think, 2018. I was up at uh, the Forum show with Bill Burr. Bill Burr was performing at the Forum. He invited a bunch of people. He had a um, he had a, a a huge private party before and after in the old Forum Club down in there, and he sold out the Forum. And he had a guest list, and we went into that uh, Forum Club party pre a pre-party just had a little appetizers and then you go up into your seat you watch the show and then he had a blowout after the show and they had bars set up and buffets everything it was really swank and we were just chilling in a little couch area talking to a couple other comics and introducing my wife to people she had never met and there was a little bar and she's like hey i'm gonna go get another glass of white wine i was like go ahead that was the year i wasn't drinking so i was not drinking anything and she uh went over and Vince Vaughn was already there. We had you know, a bunch of people were there, you know, and, but Vince Vaughn was there with his crew and they were standing near the bar and she walked up and she got her wine and then she reached over to get like a, and I was watching her the whole time and she reached over to get it. And she was looking good that night. She had some nice tight jeans on. She was, she was looking good. And she grabbed her. She went, moved over a little spot to the right to grab a couple cocktail napkins and he spotted her. And I'm like, I, I was watching it. I was like, Oh, he sees her. And then he like spotted her and she had to excuse herself from a couple of people. And he's tall. He was standing over his whole crew, right? They're all like shoulder around him. And he's telling the story. He's holding court. 
And I could see him like his eyes moved over towards her body as she walked away. And he just like checked her out. He checked her out. And he was like nodding to somebody. And she was coming back this way. And I was like, babe, Vince Vaughn just locked in on you. She was like, no, I go, Vince Vaughn just locked in on you and watched you walk away from the whole. And she's just kind of accused of that. She's like, well, you know, I am kind of looking good tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So that Uh, that was cool. Hypothetically, Vince Vaughn starts talking over at the bar. And uh, thinks he can work your wife and get her out of there on the spot, right? right? She comes walking back over to you, and she's like, "Babe, uh, Vince Vaughn and I, you know, he's, I'm, I'm putting in, you know, the the hall pass right now. Um, you okay with that? No. Well, I would have to do a like, I would, I would have to be a like, how how much is it? Uh, is this one of those indecent proposals? Because maybe I'll think about. It. Let me sleep yeah. <laughs> on a let me sleep on a suitcase of a million for this one yeah. or ten million. But no. I, or how about you yeah. walk up to Vince Vaughn? You're like, yo, you want my wife for the night? Uh, what's what's the next movie going into production? Exactly. I want the next four. I want the next four. Uh, I want the next four comedy uh, right. leads. That would ha- that exactly. would it would have to be that. But no. Um, Four four leads and four movies. Four leads and four. You give your wife to Vince Vaughn for the night. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and just I, it, we. She might even be like, "Look, if it gets us out of that two bedroom." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, we share my studio and her piano. It, she plays how about piano. This? How her, about if, her it, music if, room, if those, we share that room? She might be like, "Well, if we could get." How, how about if those four movies mean that you sell out the forum? You know, let's do it. It's worth it. She might do it for me, but um, Sweet. no, that that would be a. Huh, uh. But can you live that, your though. Can you live your life knowing that she was? No, I don't. I don't think. Bond. I don't think you could. I don't. Oh, I easily could. could. No problem for that. <laughs> well, you, the the crowd no you problem. roll with, who knows what you get down with in Cardiff, dude? What do you mean, the Cardiff crowd? There's vibes coming from your from from that that part of town that you kind guys of vibes. both live in uh like swing swinging vibe yeah oh yeah yeah like toss around partners yeah oh stop it you know that, that's all reputation. There, was, there, there was there was a remember that website it was called ashley madison i think yes which was like how people hook up when they're in relationships mm-hmm. they they said that the number one like swinger community based on uh, uh zip code was carmel valley really here yeah. in san diego Come yeah. on. So people, so everybody knew that I lived in Carmel Valley and everybody's like, oh yeah, I heard about you people. Yeah. Like every, <laughs> like all the, every, which is very, very rare. But like when I step foot in places like the Kraken, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this, this is just like, yeah, people are married, but are they really married? Really? That's yeah. the vibe you got in the Kraken? Anytime I've been in, as soon as I go north of Via de la Valle, I could smell the swing. That's funny. Smell the swing. (laughs) Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, you can. Oh god, that's funny. All right, listen. Um, I don't know how we got started into all this. We are. Uh, we are. I guess Max Stark is going to join us. Oh, it is all Nelson Cruz's fault. Max Stark's going to join us in a few minutes. Well, actually, no, it's all your fault because you got turned on by jason's stat stat line reading that you turned that's how on. it all that's yeah. how it all shifted it, is, right. okay. you know, well, it was the lighting of the candle <laughs> yeah and yeah. then it, oh, it ended with stalking swingers yeah. first we're talking oh, about and speaking of swingers why'd we they find nelson cruz i don't know maybe jason's wife's gonna have sex with vince Vaughn. who knows <laughs> uh, your wife funny. is definitely gonna sleep with vince vaughn i definitely uh, think that's gonna that happen 
happen. That's hilarious. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. All right, uh, we'll get back to Nelson Cruz in one second because it's so much more fun than talking about Jason's wife and Vince Vaughn <laughs> sleeping together. Uh, before we do, hey, Alex, give everybody a quick update here. On uh, Today is Thursday, so you took your injection from iThrive on Tuesday. Yeah. Where are we at today? Um, I, I'm at a – I need a new scale. I think I broke it because it, it was giving me lots of readings. But I'm like 30 pounds, I think. It could be more. Uh, today I weighed in and it was a lot less than it was yesterday. So I don't really know what's going on, but it's been like, I think in general about 30 pounds in the last uh, three and a half months. So unbelievable. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. it's crazy. Like literally I told you like this sweater, we, it was given to us. How long ago did we interview the people from first? Oh, yeah. Many. I mean, it was summertime of last year. Yeah. So like when I got it, it didn't fit. Like it was just super tight. Couldn't put it, put it over my, my moves. And today I was like, Hey, I wonder if this fits now. And literally fits look at money yeah so here's the deal um i thrive you can lose weight with an fda approved product that's guaranteed to help you lose weight you don't have to change your lifestyle you don't have to change your diet you don't have to change your exercise habits things will happen on their own for you as alex has told us the story time and again um and you're saving 200 a month through the first three months now in the first three months alex has lost 30 pounds so you may save the 600 bucks through the first three months and you may get off of it at that point. So you might as well try it for three months while you're saving the 200 bucks a month. 858-240-1497. 858-240-1497. iThriveMD. And uh, really make it easy. Go to kaplanandcrew.com. Click on the, uh, the iThriveMD logo. It'll take you there to iThrive Lean. You'll learn all about it. Pretty simple stuff. Okay. Uh, all right. So, Alex, if you could, since this whole Nelson Cruz stat line thing got me to turn on vanilla candles in my studio yeah. uh, and then turn the whole conversation in an area that we weren't expecting to go, get us back on Nelson Cruz here for a second. Because I was asking you, you were, you were going to play A.J. Preller. And my question to you was, yeah. what is Nelson Cruz bringing? Uh, Jason read the stats from last year in Washington. He's 42 years old. He's the general manager of the World Baseball Classic team from the Dominican Republic, which has Manny Machado mm -hmm. and Juan Soto and would have Tatis if Tatis weren't suspended. So so what are we doing here? I think let's just get the, the baseball out of the way because I think for me, the way I read, I read this is that's the least important thing of the deal is what he's going to contribute on the field. I think okay. that if he can miraculously get back to 2021, 2021 and hit 265 and 32 home runs or whatever and 86 RBIs. I think the Padres are are throwing him a parade because I don't think they're expecting that. I think what he did last year, uh, which was a combined of uh, 234, 10 home runs, 64 RBI, like that's kind of what I think we're gonna get from mm -hmm. Nelson Cruz on the field. This is what he did last year in 124 games. But in reality, what I think the Padres are getting from Nelson Cruz is a guy to help Tatis wave, like maneuver through this season after his positive suspension. Uh, Nelson Cruz in 2013 himself was suspended 50 games. He was tied to the whole Balco situation and A-Rod. Um, mm -hmm. And then he came back and had his most impressive seasons as a professional baseball player after the suspension. And I think that what he went through the way that he was able to navigate through playing under that microscope and still having career years the next six or seven years after that is what I think that they brought him along to be that guy to help Tatis maneuver his way through this, through this season, because oh, it's not going to oh, be easy okay. for Tatis. Okay. So, 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 Hey, look, we can't, 
lean on Manny to babysit this kid because we need Manny to be the best Manny he can be. Mm -hmm. Juan Soto is also a young guy. We we Juan Soto's not about to go babysit this kid because Juan Soto is going to be concentrating on his game to get his money. And by the way, he's a child too. So we need a grown-up, an adult. Who did they try and use last year? Robinson uh, Cano. Right. That that was a mess. Well, I think people right. made the joke that he probably gave to T's PEDs. Yeah, right. right. So because so Cano didn't Nelson, learn from his lesson. Right. So Nelson Cruz coming to the Padres as more of a like a, a veteran backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's our star quarterback, Tatis. We need somebody that can help him navigate the season help mm-hmm. him like valet for the guy if you will we'll pay you a million bucks and by the way you're the general manager of the dominican republican world baseball classic when you're done playing we'll bring you into our role for you scouting department yeah we'll bring you into we our spend front office. a lot of time in the dominican signing guys in, from the dominican which they do interesting it's yeah. an interesting uh signing i think he's gonna get he's gonna get plenty of at bats at dh I don't know how many, sure. but I think he's going to get plenty of starts to be the DH. I think when this team, it lost Will Myers, it lost Josh Bell, it lost Brandon Drury, it lost uh, Luke Voigt in the middle of the season. Um, they, I know they signed Matt Carpenter, but you think Carpenter is going to be a plug-and-play guy. If, if Kim needs a day off, if Corner needs a day off, if Brogart needs a day off, they're going to plug-and-play Carpenter. He's not going to start 162 games for you. I think that you got Carpenter and you got Cruz, and you're hoping that a combination of those two guys and, and maybe filter out a DH – you kind of have a DH by committee, for lack of a better term. Well, you got good, you got good veteran players. I mean, like guys with real experience. When you look at this, this field view too, you look at that lineup. I mean, I mean, he's gonna see pitches, and like I said, he's a couple years away from thirty-two homers. He was in a terrible lineup last year. I mean, if he DHs here and there, uh, he's gonna see pitches in that lineup. Wow, we're just taking a look at the uh, Padres lineup as it's you know projected right now and you just see Tatis in right Grisham in left Soto uh, Grisham in center and Soto in left and you see Machado and Bogarts over on the left side of the infield and Kim and Cronenworth second and first I mean, man the Padres and I dude it's freaking January 12th we're going into the wild card weekend you know for me the Chargers who I'm rooting against they're playing against Jacksonville, which would be just a great way to finish the Charger season off to lose to the lowly Jaguars. Alex's team, the Minnesota Vikings, are in the postseason. We got all this football stuff to talk about, and the Padres seem to always find a way to get us from football and back to baseball. When we come back, it's really – I just showed you the Padres field, their lineup. It's really fascinating to see what the Dodgers lineup looks like right now. Because they made a trade yesterday, and you're like, what are they doing? Okay, and also, back to Nelson Cruz for a minute, because Nelson Cruz had comments about Tatis. I want to get into that as well. Plus, we're coming right back to football, including the Derek Carr situation and the playoffs this weekend. This is Kaplan and Crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Don't go Hey, great friends. This is Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, along with Grande and the Brown Man. Brown Man out today. Next man up, Jason Lawhead is in. And again, in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, broadcasting on the airwaves of 1090. On the stream of YouTube, Chatlins, get involved in our live YouTube chat and make sure you subscribe. 
all the different audio podcast platforms and tonight on television, Channel 4 San Diego, Channel 4 Santa Barbara. And if you're in Orange County or LA, you've got Cox and Spectrum Cable. It's Channel 118. So check us out on TV tonight. So if you're just getting with us, Jay Law and Grande, we were talking about Nelson Cruz, 42 years old, signed to a $1 million contract by the Padres. And if you're, again, just getting here, we were going through the, what did they get him for? And Alex, if you could reset the the history of Nelson Cruz and the relationship to Tatis, why we think the Padres have gone out and signed a 42-year-old designated hitter. Yeah. Yeah, during the uh, during the winter meetings, there was a quote in the UT uh, by Bryce Miller. He talked to Nelson Cruz, who was suspended in 2013 as part of the Balco uh, investigation. He got suspended for 50 games. And then after that, he came back and had his six or seven best years as a pro after his suspension, uh, when it hit like 30-plus home runs almost every year. And he is... Going to be the general manager for the Dominican Republic at the World Baseball Classic. He was at the winter baseball meetings. He was asked about, you know, this kid who's not going to be on the World Baseball Classic because he got suspended in Tatis for PEDs. He was asked, you know, what Tatis has to do going forward because obviously Nelson Cruz had a great career after. He says, quote, you have to do it the right way after that. Even when you're doing good, there's going to be question marks about it. That's what it is. That's life. You make a mistake. You have to embrace it to move on. You have to understand that people will have judgment about it. You can't control what other people think. You just try to keep moving forward. Okay. So there's Nelson Cruz answering questions as the general manager of the Dominican Republic World Baseball Classic team. And he's answering questions about Tatis. And now the Padres go and sign this guy for a measly $1 million, not because they think that you know, he's going to be some major impact player. But if even if he gave you what he gave the Nationals last year, played in 124 games, or at least appeared, hit 230 and change, 10 home runs, et cetera. If he could do that, a million bucks, that's money well spent. And if by chance, Jay, you brought up what Nelson Cruz was just a couple of years ago, if he can get back to 75%, it's money well spent. I'm actually surprised in today's spending and today's analytics when you look at the home run ball and power and you know obviously in this lineup that's already built the way it's built yeah uh him coming in anything is extra is nice but man you look around and you go with the full-time dh everywhere in the nl i mean as alex mentioned he gets suspended and he gets suspended for the rest of the season in 20, 2013 he comes back he has seasons of 40 homers 44 43 39 37 41 in the in the covid year he hit 16 in 53 games the guy was on pace to hit over 50 that's a oh, that's a pace of a 60 game season to hit just around 50 home runs he could then hits 32 in 2021 and then last year he has the significant drop off but he he's on a, a team that's just terrible they end up trading soto that what a lineup he can't get protected in i mean this guy I'm surprised somebody else didn't say, here's $3 million to come out and try to hit 25 or 30 home runs for us. I know. million dollars seems like um, like all I mean, they've done is hired a babysitter for <laughs> Tatis, hope that the guy can actually you know hit a little bit more than he did last year. And, um, and I got to think. You got to be a promise, right? Yeah, there's got to be a sell in there somewhere right. that says, dude, come play for us this year. Yeah. Help. Tatis rehabilitate his game and his reputation 
And then when you're done playing, because you've obviously got an interest in front office work, we'll bring you into the Padres front office. And Alex, like you were saying, they do a ton of work in the DR. You go run that whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. We'll build you a new facility mm -hmm. down there. We'll build you something down there and, you know, run that front. Because one million, I mean, somebody would have. A GM out there would have been smart enough to be like, hey, listen, there's not, Padres only offering him one million. Go get him for two. I mean, so there had to be a back end sweet deal on that. I would think. I would think so. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really to me, not fascinating, but almost encouraging. If you're a fan of Tatis, which I'm still on the border of right now, but this has got to be an encouraging signing because you know another sign pointing to that they're keeping this kid. They're going to try it out at least this year to see what happens with those four guys because you don't kind of do this unless you want him for that. Right. You know, like this isn't a signing just to get a 42-year-old DH. That's, you know, like the Padres right. probably had a little bit more money to go get somebody better, but this is like a guy that they wanted in here for a clubhouse. They wanted a clubhouse guy. They wanted a veteran. They wanted a guy that has maybe not won a ring, but like a guy that they can really count on to be a backbone locker room guy or clubhouse guy for Tatis, specifically for Tatis. Yeah, and that, and that just goes to everything. Offer. Like, honestly, who knows the relationship between Machado and Tatis right now? Right. Like, who knows, like, if they need a little bit of a buffer? Who knows? That, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm just speculating. There's nothing been reported that they don't like each other. If anything, Machado said all of the perfect things that you could say about the kid. All I'm saying is you don't really know. Nobody knows the dynamic of right. what that locker room clubhouse is going to be like when Tatis comes back in spring training and then and, 20 games. Right. after. And the so then starts. what you do is you throw in a guy like Nelson Cruz and here's what you've got. Manny, Tatis and Soto, three monster superstars, all from the same country. Right. And you've already seen Manny shut Tatis down and now you know Tatis has to reinsert himself into the chemistry of the clubhouse. If you put 42-year-old Nelson Cruz, who is going to be the GM of that Dominican team that Manny and Soto are both playing on, when, when the four of them, Soto, Tatis, Machado, and Cruz, when the four of them are all together in the Padre clubhouse, as much as Manny is the leader on the field, and Soto is going to give you, hopefully, a great season because he's he's got the contract looming, and Tatis needs to rehab his reputation and his game and his whole vibe around his teammates, those three guys will all look at Nelson Cruz, 42 years old and GM of the Dominican team, and go, well, that's our like internal guy. That's that He's the leader of the four of us. Manny play, you, all three of you guys, mm -hmm. just ball. I'll handle all the other nonsense because I'm 42. I'm barely playing, and I'm moving yeah. up into the front office eventually, and you guys trust me. I think it's a brilliant signing. I gotta admit. Yeah. This is also it's also it's also a guy that Tatis probably that he definitely respects. Sure. You know, this is a one of the one of the all-time great players from the Dominican Republic that he probably looked up to as a kid. You know, like I could do that, I could be that guy, I could make it to the pros because you know Nelson Cruz did it. Um, you know, it kind of we had this discussion about you know Frank Vogel and Darvin Ham, someone that immediately comes in and commands respect. That's the guy that 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 Tatis has that for which I think is important. You know, we, we keep talking about how the Padres have basically given this kid, you know, a silver spoon and they just, whatever he wants, he gets. And this is a changing of the times. It's like, Hey, you need to get in line with the team. You need to get in line with the organization as a whole. You know, you're going to be at fan fest. You're going to, 
face the music early. You know, you're going to get out there and you're going to be, you're part of this team. You're $340 million player. Right. There's no hiding it. You know, it is what it is. You're going to go to LA and get mercilessly booed. You're going to go everywhere in the country and get mercilessly booed. And if you hit 30 home runs this year, if you start off hitting 300 in the first month, people are going to ask the question, is he still on PEDs? And that's the kind of thing that Nelson and, Cruz is and, going to come in here And for. if he doesn't, it goes the opposite direction. He'll get booed in his own yeah. stadium. Right, and people will say the only reason he was doing what he did to get the money was because he was on PEDs. So there's there's a the, the pressure on Tatis as a child versus now having a 42-year-old grown-up in the clubhouse. I mean, to me, that's the smart. And how about this uh, reporting from uh, in that same article when the winter meetings were happening? Uh, Nelson Cruz wanted to set up a meeting. This is before he was a Padre. This is, you know, this is December. He wanted to set up a meeting not only with Tatis, but with Tatis's father hmm. and sit them down hmm. and just talk about the kid, talk about baseball, talk about life. Because I think that, especially on this show, we've been very critical of the family because they just seem like a bunch of yes kids. You know, well, yes men, whatever the kid wants, he's never wrong. He's always right. Whatever the kid wants. We're going to get them. So maybe to check the family a little bit, to put them into reality, to quit, you know, whether you believe the ringworm thing or not, that's what the family went with. Only they know the truth. So I think it's good. I think all around it's a great move. And I'm hoping that he is productive enough where they don't have to DFA him, where they where he can stick around yeah, for a while. Right. And, you know, hopefully he can, well, you know, hey, be listen. a positive influence on the field too. Well, what if, what if he doesn't, make the team or what if they don't really find him to be a serviceable value add to the team? I mean, maybe that is the agreement. Like, Hey dude, we're going to bring you into spring training. Um, and we're going to hope that you can hit. And if you can, you're going to contribute and you will we'll keep you in uniform. But if not, you're ready to retire from the game this spring, perhaps let's move you upstairs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or give him a just give him a jersey and let him help the hitting instructor. Give him yeah. some kind of a job where he right. travels with the team. Because I think to echo going back to a lot of why he may have been brought in is you know you're right. Tatis is going to need a guy to maybe sit next to on the plane and and go have dinner with a little bit because you're right. Going back to your point, Scott, like <clears throat> you want Manny and Soto fighting for the MVP award. You don't, you ain't going to get that. You don't need them holding a hand and looking over their shoulder and seeing how a guy is acclimating himself and adjusting and trying to get him out of a slump because that's just going to take them away from trying to, you know, uh, you know, you, you, perfect world is you'd like to have all three of those guys fighting for MVP votes at the end of the season. So um, he's going to need a guy, you know, and like they did in 2020 yeah. when they were two, I think two of the three finalists. So, uh, another quick side note: Nelson Cruz, maybe, uh, maybe a reason for his down year last year, had a he said he was dealing with swelling in his eye, so he had surgery to correct the swelling. Yeah. I mean, so hopefully, this guy's dude, durable. I mean, he I mean, played 100. If it affects your vision, right? Dude, I cannot believe today is January 12th. The uh, Chargers are playing the Jaguars in a playoff game. Alex's Minnesota Vikings are playing the New York Football Giants. Tom Brady, this could be his last game, his last weekend. He's playing the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, there's so much going on around the NFL. Derek Carr is, you know, thanking the Raider Nation and getting ready to find a new home. So much going on in football. And the Padres, to their credit, have once again taken the headlines, not with a $300 million signing, a $1 million signing. 
But man, it just seems from the outside looking in, it seems so smart. All right, we'll, we'll turn it into some football here in one second. Quick uh, note for everybody. Penske San Diego is a website, PenskeSanDiego.com, you should use if you're thinking about a new car. Um, there are 12 dealerships in San Diego with nine brands. But if you look at the website, it's so organized and it's got every brand because they bring in obviously a lot of used cars. So every car, over a thousand, all so organized for you. Alex, tell the story about how when you and Mar were going to Acura Vescondido, one of the Penske dealerships, how you had done so much of the research online to make it faster when you got there. Yeah. So instead of going to, instead of just going to the dealership and trying to figure out what they have, uh, we went on their website and they have like a very, very uh, detailed list of exactly what cars they have on the lot. Tells you all the information, tells you price, tells you everything. Uh, so we picked two cars that we really liked that we wanted to see. We told the, the manager before we got there. And as soon as we pulled up, both those cars were in front of the office and we just checked them both out, test drove them both and and made a deal really easy. Yeah. The website is is incredible. You could spend hours on that thing because it's so many different dealerships, so many different models, so many different makes. You could spend hours on that thing, which we did. <laughs> PenskeSanDiego.com. And I'll leave it right there because that was really, really well said. All right. Uh, over to football from, from baseball and the Padres and Nelson Cruz and the signing and the analysis as to why. Moving over to football a little bit here. Um, We're not going to poop on the on the on the Dodgers. Well, you know what? Actually, you did mention that before we before we go. <laughs> you, you should. It's not pooping. Well, what on you him, said but... what you said was you put up the Padres lineup as it's currently yeah. constituted. So if you put that up and you you say okay, take a look at the Padres: Tatis in right, Grisham in center, yeah, Soto in left, Machado at third, Bogarts at short. Cronenworth at first, and uh, who am I forgetting at second? Kim. Kim. And Kim at second, right. Kim. You look at that lineup, and and it's the best Padre lineup on paper that I could ever imagine going into a season, that I could ever remember. And here it is. Cronenworth moves to first. Kim plays every day at second. Bogarts at short. Machado at third. Uh, we talked about Nelson Cruz and Carpenter, both as DHs, and right now Austin Nola at catcher. But could be yeah, I mean, that is as well. that is easily the best lineup they've seen since 84 when they had Garvey and Nettles and Gwynn and uh you know Wiggins and you know I had some but this is even I think even better than way better you know yeah I mean and Padre old school Padre fans 84, like 84 I know saying all those things I love that team when I was a kid yeah. uh watching them through the playoffs they were exciting they were fun I always liked Steve Garvey when I was a kid and then when he went over to the um, Padres and Nettles from the Yankees. They had superstars, Gossage. Mm -hmm. and they had some, that, that team was built. They kind of did what this team has done. And they had some guys that they brought up like Gwynn, but then they went out and got some superstars that, you know, they went and spent money. Those guys were expensive. I mean, Nettles was huge. Uh, Garby was huge. Gossage was huge. They had to go out and spend big money to get those guys yeah. for that time, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting how you went all the way back to 84, Versus teams in the late '90s or even in the early 2000s, right? You know, but dude, but they the were competing financially. Like they no. just kind of, they just kind of were an uprising team that had Hoffman. They had a great manager in Bochy. They weren't like going out and being like, "Here, where that eight, like that early '80s, like after." I think they felt like, "Wow, we kind of maybe made a mistake letting Winfield go. We better go throw some money down if we want to get a winner." And they had chances to to get 
first and third open with Garvey and Nettles, who were perennial guys. I mean, I remember watching them as a little boy, you know, going against each other in the World Series in 77 mm -hmm. and 78. Right. And, right. Um, Dodgers, Yankees. I remember yeah. them too. Yeah. Alex is like, what are you guys talking yeah, about? Because I wasn't born. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember. Um, but I've, I've seen, but Alex, so, so if you just showed us the Padres lineup and I said, we're going to get to football, just, yeah. you said that the Dodgers made a move and you were going to show us the Dodger lineup. So I think the biggest news of the Dodgers offseason so far has been that Trevor Bauer is officially, officially been granted his release mm -hmm. today. Officially Today's the day. granted his release. From jail like or the Dodgers? Like, <laughs> from the Dodgers. So okay. I can't keep track where he's at. Whatever he's owed, I think 20 some million dollars this year, the Dodgers are on the hook for, but now he is a free agent. He can sign wherever he wants. He will not be a Dodger. But yesterday the Dodgers did trade for a shortstop. Mm -hmm. So in the last few seasons, they've lost Corey Seager. They lost Trey Turner and they've not replaced them. Uh, they got Miguel Rojas from the uh, Miami Marlins, who's like 30-some years old. So this is what their lineup looks like at the moment. Uh, left field would be Chris Taylor, center field, Trace Thompson, right field, Mookie Betts, infield, Freddie Freeman at first, Gavin Lux at second, Rojas at short, Muncie at third, because they did lose Justin Turner mm -hmm. as well. J.D. Martinez, who they signed in December, was likely to be their DH, and Will Smith at catcher. Hey, listen, you know what? Um, for all that we think about with the Dodgers having lost a Trey Turner and not gone out and spent big money to replace him and then to lose Justin Turner to Boston. I mean, who's a, you know, was one of their heart and soul kind of guys, even still, believe it or not, when you put that lineup up on the screen, they're still really, really good. You got two MVPs. I mean, you got two MVPs, like clear cut guys that are in the vote every single year, right there first and right field. Yeah. But I think that there was a, there is a big, big difference no, no. and i know it's just one guy but going from a trey turner mookie Betts, freddie freeman one two three which is what josh Hader struck out to beat them in the final game but it is different to throw in who there who's your leadoff guy now is it rojas is it lux like it is it bets now well right? yeah i think it's Betts i just think now. and then you look at the loss of cody bellinger's gone who i know has been down but he's always been a padres killer you want uh, justin turner's crushed the padres his entire career, he's now gone. Mm -hmm. You're hoping Trace Thompson can keep doing what he did in the second half of the season last year. That's not a given. This dude has been a perennial like journeyman. So you're hoping that you're going to get a lot out of Trace Thompson. You're hoping that Rojas can give something to you. Max Muncy's not a good defensive third baseman. I just think that if what they had to what they are, they're not better. No, they're not a 110 no, win team. No, they're not better, but they're still formidable. Yeah, and as yes. Jason says, you know, two MVPs. And by the way, I know we got to hit this break, but Jay, we see Trace Thompson in center field. You know who the Dodgers signed? My boy, Bradley Zimmer, mm. the former center fielder of Big the fan. Indians. Big fan. Right? So am I, huge fan. And you know what? They gave him a like a minimal minor league contract. Because for the Dodgers, he's all upside and virtually no downside. And if you really look at Zimmer versus Bellinger, and I mean, just look at their numbers, both guys are like top 10% fielders, but yep. neither guy has a good batting average. Right. So my man Zimmer has been working all offseason with this hitting coach through the Dodgers organization. And they were like, you know what? We should sign him because he's good and cheap and he's a really good top 10 type uh, defensive player. And we can just get his batting average back up to about 225, big time bargain. I mean, the, the the coverage they would have from left center to the right field corner with him and Betts out there because that guy covers a lot of ground in center when he's out there running around. Um, so, uh, I mean, that that is a huge plus just in itself. I know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Listen, I love Dr. Z. Mm -hmm. 
but I don't hope that that kid does No, well. because obviously he'd be doing well for the Dodgers, <laughs> but a kid from La Jolla High yeah. who's been around the show since, you know, for the last 10 years, just in a couple of different capacities, uh, to have him now sign with the Dodgers. Because, you know, the kid's still trying to – I mean, he's a first-round pick, and he made it, and he was on the verge of superstardom and then got hurt, and, and he's had to battle back ever since, and his bat has gone so ice cold. So uh, that's because mostly the Indians team was like saying, hey, dude, hit 600-foot home runs. And yeah. then you, all of a sudden you're striking out all the damn time. that to everybody. All right, <laughs> all right, stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, and yes, now we'll go over to football and the playoffs and the weekend and Derek Carr and all these stories. Stick around, everybody. Uh, okay. Hey guys, breaking in uh, midpoint of the show, a little halftime report here. I am very pleasantly surprised to say that I've been receiving a lot of people asking me about this athletic greens this morning. My daughter 16 is getting ready to go to school and she's making herself lunch and everything, getting herself ready. And she goes, dad, can you make me athletic greens this morning? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I, I love the fact that she at 16 years old loves the product. And I said, well, what's your day like? And she said, well, I'm going to go to school. I get done with school. I come home. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get done with the gym. I come home I'm going to work on my homework, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the kid is busy like a lot of your kids are. And this product, Athletic Greens, it's good for you and me, but it's also good for our kids because every vitamin, every mineral, every nutrient and probiotic that you would want from a, a product is right here. So like I don't have a bottle of um, vitamins anymore. Vitamin this, vitamin that. But no, no, I don't take a bunch of pills anymore. This, that's it. One scoop. Then when you buy through us, you get the year's supply of vitamin D. It's just one little drop. You shake it up. You drink. It's green. I know it's green. It probably looks like, you know, I'm not going to be good. No, it's delicious. Actually delicious. Gave these out for a lot of um, holiday gifts. And um, people have been coming back to me going, how do I get this now? So a friend of mine called me today. And, um, you know, here's my 16-year-old daughter this morning. Here's my buddy calls me today. He's 70 years old. He goes, hey, I keep hearing you talk about athletic greens. What's the deal? And I said, dude, you got to try it. It's like less than $3 a day, less than a cup of coffee a day. And you're doing something so good for your body. So look, I know a lot of people say, I want to lose weight. I think of it more as I want to get healthier. Athletic Greens, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. And uh, you can buy there. You get the five free travel packs. You get the one-year supply of the vitamin D and it's already all built in. So for those of you that have already bought, thank you. For those of you that have, uh, have inquired, thank you as well. And uh, you can go to athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. All right, let's get back to it. Right. Great friends. Hey, it is Thursday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew. We are in the seven mile casino studios. Got Grande and the Brown man. Although I say the Brown man, Brown man had a uh, little nine one one earlier today bounced and uh, next man up around here is always comedian Jason Lawhead. Who's crushing it as always today. Uh, Jay law. We talked a lot of baseball this afternoon. We also talked about your wife possibly sleeping with Vince Vaughn, which was probably one of my favorite parts of the show. Interesting. Yeah, probably one of my favorite parts. Because mm -hmm. um, here's the thing about that, and this is just a side note, then I'm going to get to football. Listen, if I were to say to my girlfriend, hey, look, um, you know, I'd like to sleep with Jennifer Aniston, and she's offering it. I, I, I think as people who are over 50 years old that have already had children that have been in lots of relationships in our lives, I, I think we're cool. I think I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't really run this by her. Maybe I should before talking about it on the air, but um, I, I think she'd be okay. I think. 
Maybe in that sense, hmm. maybe in that sense, if you've already been through a divorce and you've already been through that stuff and you've raised your kids and you're kind of just like, well, you know, uh, I don't know. I, you know, obviously my wife is younger. This is, you know, I'm the guy. So I don't think she'd be cool with, I mean, my wife might be like somebody like she, if she got to pick like somebody that she's a huge fan of, like maybe if like, if I can have, you know, I'll go have brunch with her and talk about it and see, you know, but you're saying I, Vince I, Vaughn's I not her guy though. No, she's not. No. No, no, you know, who's her her guy? you know, who's her guy? I'll tell you who's her guy. I'll tell you if my wife ever came to me for one, I know who it would be. You know how you have those uh, those like newlywed games where they don't know the answer, but they that you ask them and then you write it on the board. And then yeah. like when she says, like, who's the one guy that you'd go with? I bet you I'd have it written down right. She would say Chris Hemsworth. My sign would be like Chris Hemsworth. He got it right. That's that's her one. I think. <laughs> okay, Alex. Thor. Does, does Mar have hers? Probably, but I don't know it. Mm. Probably, she probably has like Bad Bunny, maybe. Oh, really? Bad Bunny. Mar wants to get down with Bad Bunny. I just would have maybe. She really, really loves his music, but maybe it's just a musical thing. Mm -hmm. She's never been like, oh, he's so fine, but. I don't know. Have, did you I see what happened question. with Bad Bunny? And we were talking, I think earlier, uh, we were I think it was in, might have been in the Dominican Republic. We were talking about Nelson Cruz and the Padres and we, a mm -hmm. lot of DR talk. See that that video of that girl who walks up to Bad Bunny and she's like yeah. recording and Bad Bunny yeah. like takes her phone and he throws mm -hmm. it in this lake or something. I was like, yeah. yo, Bad Bunny, that's my phone, man. It's going to cost me a lot I'm, of money. Yeah. To I'm not replaced. done with this Listen. yet, though. I'm not done with this yet because I want to know, Alex, what would yours be? Yeah. That's a good question. Because, Scott, did you say Aniston or was that just an example? No, who's no, no. Your, okay, Anist you think about it, Alex. Aniston's who's, who's my girl. Your, Aniston would be yours. That yeah, would Jennifer be the, whole, that, the one that yeah. – and that would be – okay. I've been talking about this on radio for years, hoping that somebody gets to her and goes, hey, there's this guy <laughs> on radio who keeps talking about wanting to sleep with you. Would you um, do it? Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying – Prime Selma Hymek is mine. Prime Selma Hayek, so not not current. Prime. Well, she's still great. I mean, she looks amazing. She's a few she's years gorgeous. older than me, but like, she's still gorgeous and looks amazing. But I would just guess, like, that's the only like like I've ever been like, okay, if I had to ruin, if I had to give it all up, <laughs> if I had to ruin it all, <laughs> no, you don't. You know, have have families not talk to me. Whatever. No, this is a hall pass. Like, this is a hall pass. I got you. Okay. So hall pass today, right now. Um, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to think about that. We might have to get. I might have to broil that until the All next right. segment. Marinate, marinate on that. Mm -hmm. So hey, so you didn't like I the bad marinate. bunny grab? You, you did or did not like? Like to me, bad bunny grabs that girl's phone and throws that girl's phone. I'd be like, yo, bad bunny, can't you just say to her, hey, you know, please don't do that? Or excuse me, like, where's my security team around me? I'm bad bunny. I'm. I bad. feel like he's. Be I feel like that dude has become one of the most famous people on the planet. That yeah. he's, he's probably just over it. So I know, but, but where's security? Don't you think he has security? How's this know. girl walk up on him like that? Weren't they at a restaurant or something? No, they're walking down the street. Oh, oh you didn't see the video? No. Yeah. I saw the trend. That's my girl told me about it, but uh, I didn't. I haven't seen the the official. Let me look it up. All right, Let's see what yeah, you're talking. Take about. a look at it. All right, I did see Bad Bunny's headlining Coachella. Yeah, um, my daughter. But we're gonna get to football. I my guess. daughter said to me, my 16 year old daughter said to me, she goes, Dad, have you seen the lineup for Coachella? I said, uh, Yeah. She said, Good thing the lineup sucks so bad. I don't even want to go this year. I'm like, Oh, wow, nice. whoa. And I said, But wait a second, it can't suck that bad. I'm like, What if, um, like, if you were gonna go, who would you want to go see? And she was like, Bad Bunny. So <laughs> I just saw the video. <laughs> Good for him. 
Get out of my face, bro. Over here walking. He's got plenty of people around. He's like, respect my personal space. Dude, she went all up next to him. And it looked like you and George Lopez at Disneyland. She, I know, but how she gets how she gets so <laughs> gets on top of him like that? I know, but because how... he's trying to be cool, man. He's trying to walk the streets of wherever he's at in Miami. Who was it that like, was just in Dodgers people's space? Dude. Who was it that was in Dodger Stadium that was sitting out in right field that was taking pictures with Kendrick everybody? Lamar, Kendrick Lamar. So if Kendrick yeah. Lamar and I got it, it's like a PR deal. But still, like instead of just grabbing her phone and throwing her phone, she's a cute girl, nice girl. You know, she walks up on yeah, you're in my space. Where's my security so that a person can't walk up on well, somebody as famous as me? She doesn't look like me running up to bad, but this is like an attractive young female girl. Right, I'm sure so, security's like, oh, wait, no big deal. Please. But like she got up all up in his face, dude. Oh, please. Whatever. Oh, please. Hey, get it. Hey, hey you're in my zone. Yeah. Your phone is in my zone. Mm-hmm. Atlantic. Really? Atlantic. Yeah. Really? Just Atlantic. <laughs> Just assuming he's in Miami, dude. I don't really know where he's <laughs> I thought not. he was in the Dominican Republic. All right, let me do this. Let, let me That's still let, the Atlantic, right? Yeah. Let me uh let me let me move into some football here. So okay. Chargers, Jaguars, Saturday. And I think that most of us who are watching and listening right now are rooting for the Jaguars to win. Because I think that we are a community of Charger haters. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's still Charger lovers out there. It's okay. It's cool. I mean, we can still be friends. You know? We can still be friends. It's okay. (laughs) I just would love to see Jacksonville beat the Chargers. Because the Jaguars are one of these franchises that everybody else in the NFL looks down on. Jay, even the Cleveland Browns are like, pfft. They're just the Jacksonville Jaguars. But the fact is, the Jaguars, your Browns, our Browns, Browners, Chargers, these sorts of teams, they keep the same company. Yeah. You know, the the Cincinnati Bengals, you still might have a perception like they're just the Bengals. No, they're not. No, the Bengals are not the Bengals anymore. They're not the Bengals of five years ago or the last 25 years. They're a totally different team. Teams like the Chargers and the Jaguars, they're bottom feeders and charger fans would go, dude, look at our record this year. Great. We went through the entire schedule yesterday. Jay, you know how many teams the chargers beat that are in the playoffs? Well, I I've said this on Browner and I show even two weeks before the season, uh, the playoffs started, they have the worst strength of victory of any team in football. I believe um, when you look at strength of victory percentage and their strength of schedule was uh, near the bottom as well. But they, I, 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 offhand, I don't know exactly how one, many. One, <clears throat> they, the only team that the Chargers have beaten that are in the postseason Would are be the Miami the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, and right. that was a squeaker. And the Dolphins had just come off the beatdown at the hands of the Niners and were had stayed on the road, and that was game two of what I believe was a four-game losing streak. So the Dolphins aren't very good. And they squeaked by the Tennessee Titans at home. And, you know, they beat up on bad teams. And so squeaked by the Browns. They were trying to give that game to the Browns at the end. The Browns missed a game winning field goal, basically. So it Um, would be so perfect for the Chargers, for those of us that are on the Charger hater side anyway. It would be so perfect to go to Jacksonville, a team that you kind of look down on, you know, but to lose at Jacksonville, where they've got a real home field advantage, where they've got a Super Bowl winning coach, where they've got an up-and-coming star quarterback. It would be awesome. 
And Jacksonville won some games down the yeah, stretch. I wonder if the teams, Chargers they? They beat yeah, the Cowboys and over they, they beat yeah, the won, Cowboys and over they won four or five in a row just to make mm-hmm. it into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um I wonder if I do wonder because you know Aaron Rodgers in week eighteen was talking down about the Lions for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, just just not respecting what the Lions are, just talking about them in a historical context. You know, the Lions are the Lions or whatever. Who cares? And the players in the Lions noticed that and really went after it knowing that Aaron Rodgers talks about that. I truly do wonder if in the Chargers locker room, if they look at the Jaguars that way. If like, dude, the Jaguars, I'm, I'm Keenan Allen. You know, I'm a, I'm a pro bowler. I'm, I'm an all pro. I'm yeah. one of the best. I'm the crispiest route runner out there. Is this is that the mentality that this team is going in there with, or are they looking at the, the Jaguars? Way they got shellacked like, by him. The way they got shellacked by him at home. If that's the mentality, then they they've already lost this game. Yeah, but, but I keep bringing up the fact that that was the game. I get it. After Justin Herbert broke five ribs, I get it. But still, they got shellacked. Justin yes, Herbert did. doesn't play defense. Justin one Herbert of the, doesn't. One of the worst. One of the know. worst beatdowns of the season in the entire NFL. As exactly. Far as points differential goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so, like Vikings level esque. You know, mm-hmm. so. I just wonder because you're right, Scott. I think that when I watch the Jaguars play on television, I'm like, well, that's like a lower tier franchise. Even though you're looking at Trevor Lawrence, who was the number one pick, Travis Etienne, a national champion, is is his teammate at Clemson. You're looking at guys like Josh Allen on the other end, who is a legitimate defensive player for the Jaguars. They have an incredible defensive line. They have a Super Bowl winning head coach that won with Nick Foles. Right. So you look and basically that's and his team in Philly. The reason he yeah. got fired is because he went to bat for Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's yeah. his team they fired him from. Yeah. You imagine firing a coach for Carson Wentz? Yeah. Right. They chose Carson Wentz. He was trying to push <laughs> he Jalen. He was trying Hurts. to push Hurts and, and yeah. then you know, because they because remember the NFC East was so bad that year that even like four and nine, you weren't eliminated from winning it yet. <laughs> yeah. But he's yeah, supposedly he the, packed the it in by throwing for the football team. Yeah, yeah, they the were like, team was in it because at like five and whatever. And ownership was like, wait, we can still win this division. He's like, who cares? Like, like we're four and nine. Like, even if we win this division, yeah. like, who cares? Like, like, let's let's go to go to Jalen Hurts. And they fired him for that. And, and like the Eagles are 13 and or 14 and three. There's a lot of reasons. And I took them on our show. And he took over, Jason. Sorry to cut you off. He also no. took over. The disaster that Urban Meyer left. Disaster. Over. The freaking dumpster fire that Urban lit himself. He was he came in there and not only balanced the franchise, Dude. but gave them a winning record. And I know the AFC South sucks, but still he won the division in his first year. Like Doug Peterson is probably one of the best coaches like, in the NFL that nobody talks about. No, after nobody. what he Doing did after Urban Meyer, Jacksonville, mm-hmm. that dude could run FEMA. I mean, I'm telling you, like that's how bad that was in Jacksonville when he turned around. Like that guy could be FEMA director tomorrow with what he's done there. So yeah. there, there's a lot of reasons, and I took Jacksonville in a in a win tomorrow or Sunday, uh, whenever that game is Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, and I took Jacksonville for these intangibles: the fact that Jebra yeah, Herbert's great, but Trevor Lawrence is no slouch. I mean, this guy's the number one overall. Well, let's let's, let's just together. pause right there for one second because Browner here yesterday. Like starts to make this whole point how much better Herbert is than Lawrence. And um, the fact is, you know, Herbert's a third year player. Lawrence is a second year player. Lawrence as a first year starter in the dumpster fire that you guys dumpster. are describing that Jacksonville was. Nobody's really usually successful as a rookie, especially when you're a number one overall pick and you're playing for a terrible team. I mean, he came in and, and had to deal with what Peyton Manning had to deal with. You know, and so 
in year two, Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson and all the things you guys are talking about, they're better. So now let's take a look here for a second at Lawrence versus Herbert and see what the numbers, this is where Browner would tell us we're a bunch of nerds, unless, of course, he wanted to use the numbers, then it's okay. I mean, this is pretty basic. This isn't any, like, you know, we're not throwing OPS and literally his numbers are better almost in a way that he gets a rushing TD, his ratings higher. They have the same amount of touchdowns. Um, Six. I mean, other than, I mean, it's one game on the record, 25 TD, like what, what's what? 600, 600 yards. That's like 50 yards a game. That's like 50 yards a game, more passing. So Justin Herbert went 10 and seven, Trevor Lawrence, nine and eight. Completion percentage for Herbert, 68.2. Lauren, 66.3. This is for those that are listening. Oh, yeah. Uh, 4,739 passing yards for Justin Herbert. 4,113. So, like uh, Jason alluded to, about 600 more passing yards for Herbert. Same amount of touchdowns for each 25. 10 interceptions for Herbert. 8 for Lawrence. Rushing touchdowns, 5 for Lawrence. None for Herbert. Rating of 93.2 for Herbert. And a rating of 95.2 for Lawrence. So, season for season... The difference between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert is the Chargers won one more game than the Jaguars, and Herbert threw for about 600 more yards, but they had the same number of touchdowns. Lawrence had fewer interceptions, and Lawrence produced five touchdowns with his feet, and Herbert had zero. Yeah. So, And so the Charger lovers will turn around and tell me, well, that was Justin Herbert's worst year so far, statistically, even though the team did better. And I was like, yeah, because he didn't have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams for certain X amount of games. Uh, who's Trevor Lawrence throwing to? Yeah. Who's Trevor I mean, Lawrence I mean, throwing really, to? Who are the receivers of the Jaguars? I mean, because you're... he has turned single handedly mm-hmm. Evan Engram's, I know you don't know who this guy is, Mm-mm. tight end, who was with the Giants, top, like, high draft pick, didn't do a thing in New York, mm-hmm. goes to Jacksonville this year, 10 touchdowns, almost 800 yards. Christian Kirk basically Kirk. was gifted $75 million. And everybody was like, why are you giving Christian Kirk that much money when he did nothing in Arizona for three years behind Larry Fitzgerald and AJ Green? This dude was a third string guy. And he didn't do anything. He gets 1,100 yards receiving. Zay Jones is their other guy. These are the guys he's throwing to. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and Marvin Jones Jr. And so if you want to tell me that like Earl Herbert didn't have Keenan for three games or however many it was, and Mike Williams missed five games, he still had them for 12 games, 11 games. And those guys are infinitely better than whatever Jacksonville has. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Uh, I, I think that as much as I would love to see the chargers lose this game, I, I love seeing Jacksonville and their community and their stadium and their fan base electrified. Cause that's been a dead stadium and a dead market for the nfl for years they've been rumored to move for yeah. many years oh yeah i mean well, so they did move well they, they play did. one game in london every year well yeah <laughs> but that's but that's how bad things were in jacksonville that they were willing to do that right you know? and so to see jacksonville come alive jay i compare it to cincinnati because for years you would see that stadium it was half empty you know and when you build a winner the fans, you know, they want to be part of it in Jacksonville. I'm hoping that if you've gone cross country and you've beaten the chargers down and yes, Herbert was hurt in that game, but you've got him at home and you've got a fan base and your town is electrified and you, you there's one game that separates the two teams. That's all nine and eight, 10 and seven. 
Both have good, young, up-and-coming star quarterbacks. And the AFC West didn't turn out to be what everybody thought it was going to be in the beginning of the year. They thought it was going to be this just just meat grinder of a division. And they didn't even – what did they go, two and four in that division? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So – so yeah. I'm 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 hopeful that this is where the Chargers fall, but um, if they win, and they could easily win this game, I'm, they they yeah. could so easily win this game. I keep flip flopping my pick. I guess I have till tomorrow, yeah. but I keep flip flopping my pick. I can't decide. <laughs> Yesterday I looked at the schedule and I was like, oh, they're gonna they're they're gonna lose now because they haven't beat anybody good. But then I'm like, well. Jacksonville did get a lot of their wins in the AFC South too. Right. You know, they really, I know they beat yeah, the Chargers, not, but they're I, not really that good right. either. You know, they're, they're really like not the Bengals, the Bills, or either. the Chiefs. Yeah. There's three, there's three teams right now because Lamar is not practicing again. So I don't think the Ravens are in that category without him. There's three teams that I really like in the AFC and the Chargers and Jaguars are not one of them. No. And no. so I think that whoever wins this game, I would probably, you know, marker in that they lose to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think this game's a toss up. I don't know. I, I could check the spread, I guess, to see if that's changed at all. I think it's about two and a half, right? Or three. The Chargers yeah, are favored two yesterday. Yes. Yeah, the yeah, Chargers, Chargers are favored are by favored. two. And now it's dropped to one and a half sure. as of today. Yeah. I think it's a pick'em game, man. I, I don't know. It like, is. I, I think yeah. It, Alex, I, you know I'll what's funny you, though? Yeah. If either team blows the other team out, that wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, I know. Hey, listen, um, just getting ready for this Minnesota New York game on Sunday that I'm gonna, I'm going to be part of the broadcast. Like oh, that's yeah. another one of those games, complete so toss. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that coming up. Hey, um, real quickly though, and and I do want to get to the Derek Carr story. Uh, I want to talk about Mountain Trust Realty for just one quick second. You know, Gary Cooper is such a great partner to this show. It's been 20 years, hard to believe. Uh, but even now, in yet another real estate downturn where interest rates have risen and prices on homes have dropped and competition to buy those homes have dropped, you know, Gary could very easily be saying to me, hey, Scott, listen, um, now's not the time for me to be spending money advertising. But instead, what he's saying is we're partners. We've been through highs and lows together. We're going to come through this thing. And the way we're all going to come through it is, is. Gary's going to continue to help great friends buy or sell their homes. Been helping us for 20 years. Helped Alex and his then fiance, now wife, buy their first condo last year. It was a complicated process. She was moving jobs just as they were getting ready to close escrow. Not the right time to be doing that, but more money, more opportunity. Gary and his team navigated it. Um, Now is the time to go check out his website, mountaintrustrealty.com. See all of his listings. But more importantly, just call him, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. You get a hold of him and talk to him because he is the professional in this industry. And when he says now still a great time to buy a house and you have questions about that, talk to the pro, talk to Gary, 858-376-1299. All right, guys, coming up, really would like to talk about this Derek Carr situation. And the Chargers, since we were talking about the- Oh, did you see? Did I see the AFC title game has a home? The AFC mm-hmm. title game now has been officially moved. Should, by the way, Kansas City be hosting, or well, we'll talk about the details against Buffalo. Yeah. But also, um, since we were talking Chargers Jaguars, the Chargers social media team has gone to Twitter to put out a video of all the doubters out there. Let's get to that story next. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew.
Hey, great friends. Kaplan and crew from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. J-Law in today for Big Brown. And Grande here in the house running this operation, as he always does. So, fellas, just before the break, we were talking about how the Chargers were playing the Jaguars, how close these two teams are, how it's a complete toss-up, how no one should ever be looking down at the Jaguars because the Jaguars and the Chargers keep the same company, and how the haters, like myself, the card-carrying members, hoping that this uh, Charger season flops on its face in Jacksonville. But um, there have been so many people around the country in media who have doubted the Chargers. They're starting to finally catch on to what we all know, that the Chargers social media team decided to uh, go on the offensive, if you will. Have you guys seen this video yet? I have not. No, I (laughs) purposely did not watch this. I saw them tweet it. And I just kind of like rolled by it, but your preview of it, you, you, I think the last segment you said they showed receipts of all their naysayers or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you, but I knew we had to go to break. Did total, we make the cut? Total. Uh, oh, there's no way I'm going to make the cut. <laughs> oh. Now, now I've, listen, I don't know how long it is. I've only seen like the first few seconds of it, but, okay. but from what I saw so far, what the Chargers have done is they've said, okay, this person on Fox and this person on ESPN and this person on CBS, we have television video um, of them doubting us and we're keeping receipts. And so um, if the Chargers were in the front office and on the field as good as their social media team that they hired when they moved to LA, these guys could be real contenders. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got the Super Bowl champions of, of, uh, of social media, according to uh, all reports. Do I mean for like two years in a row? Yeah. You guys want to see this video? Yeah, I'm curious now. All right, let's let's all take a look and listen together. Do you feel like the Chargers are cooked? Are they done? Yeah, I feel like they're done. So do you think the Chargers are a good team? No. Chargers don't matter that much. The Chargers are one and two when they look just terrible. From a Charger standpoint, this is bad news right now. I'm sick and tired of talking about this team, and they never do anything. So do something. I can't imagine the Chargers winning this one. I've got no faith in them at this point. I don't think they could beat anyone. Injuries have already stopped and sunk the Chargers yeah. season. It's over. <laughs> Big facts. They don't play a lot of defense. Unwatchable. Will the Chargers fall? Yes. Chargers overrated. I'm not impressed. Totally Absolutely brutal. They're no big thing. They're not good. It's just what they are. They're a major disappointment. Startlingly average. A social media quarterback. Boring to watch. It is time to panic. They're at the drive through You're screwed. That's a great video. That is a great video. I am very surprised Dean gave them money for a printing machine. Right. And yeah. the software to print custom messages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, I I grant you, that's very entertaining. It is. Let's find every person on ESPN, Fox, and CBS that has doubted us. Let's keep the receipts. Let's post them on the okay. wall. And way let's too remember, early. Way and, too early oh, to dude. throw that out. I mean, that's just that's 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 just waiting to blow back up in their face. Hey, you go into KC in the in the divisional round and you beat the Chiefs in round two, and you find yourself in the AFC title game. Have that waiting. Fine, play it then. This is the dumbest thing they could have done before. I mean, you're ten and seven. You're going on the road against Jacksonville. You <laughs> haven't even snapped the ball yet, and you're putting this out. 
Give me a break. If if and when Jacksonville They just them, lost to the Broncos. I mean, you just Chargers. lost to Russell Wilson and the Broncos and a coaching staff that doesn't even know who's in charge. You uh, I mean, you're going to put this out now? I mean, how just waiting to blow up in your face is this thing ready to Oh god. See Alex, Alex now. Now making your pick between the Jaguars and the Chargers, now it's easy. Now, I don't know, because, like, dude, if I'm Keenan Allen and I see that video, do I get amped up? Am I now ready to go? If I'm Austin Eck, no, no, I like Austin. I won't, I won't say anything. If I'm Derwin James, do I see that video? I'm like, oh, hell yeah. We got all these doubters. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to prove how badass of a defense we are. If I'm Cleo Mack, am I watching that video and getting amped up? Maybe. Now, see, I'm with, I'm with Jay Law here. That's the kind of thing you do when you've already shown the world that you've, you've taken the doubt and uh, and you've surpassed expectations, which were zero. When you beat Kansas City in the divisional round and you're in the AFC Championship game, which has now been moved to Atlanta, we'll get to that in a second, that's when you show the receipts. When you do this before, as Jay says, you're 10 and 7. <laughs> you're, you're, you, you're going to play a team that smoked you at home the first time you played in week three. You've got a receiver who's got a back problem, who's always hurt. You got your top pass rusher who's coming off groin surgery, who's groin hurt again last week. You, you're up against a Super Bowl coach, an up and coming star quarterback, a community that's energized. You, you're you're putting out the receipts too soon. You keep yeah. See, that's the thing too, because right like all those people in that video will now tweet that video on exactly. Monday if they you lose on Saturday. Yeah, because people there. If you go to the replies, like some people are like, all right. Okay. We just took note of your notes. And beating Jacksonville doesn't automatically make no, that video. No, like, like I said. Beating no. Kansas City, making it to the AFC Championship. Okay. You right. proved your haters. Knock out that Cincinnati. Is a, you know, beat yeah. Buffalo along the way. I mean, just do something that's more impressive. Look, I'm hyping Jacksonville because I want them to win. But hold on. They're 9-8. and eight. They won one of the worst divisions in football. Certainly the worst division in the AFC, which the Chargers didn't win their division, and their division stunk too, other than Kansas City. So, I listen. I understand the entertainment element of it all. I understand the showbiz of it all, but I will just say, uh, the football gods are watching. Whatever that really means. And I wonder uh, if uh, players really like players. This everything comes back to the players at all times. I wonder if players are like fans of social media teams that do this stuff, you know, like social media teams that talk trash, social media teams that clap back. I wonder if like players are fans of that or if, if this is now something that Doug Peterson downloaded and is playing on his PowerPoint today and showing to the Jaguars as motivate, you know, like it's just like, what's it called? Like bulletin yeah. board material, yeah, bulletin board material. It yeah. usually comes from a player who says something. Mm -hmm. It usually doesn't come from the social media department. Yeah. Usually the wide like the, receivers and the DBs are kind of the divas of the team. You know, like anytime a wide receiver, most of these guys, they get 12 yards for a first down. They celebrate like they just won the game, right? Like the wide receiver, they, they flaunt it. DBs will flaunt it on a big stop, wagging their finger, all that kind of stuff. Maybe though that they those kind of guys. But I don't think the guys in the trenches, the running back, the quarterbacks, the guys that, you know, I don't think they care for this kind of stuff. It's pretty entertaining. I got to say, very entertaining yeah. by the Chargers, but I'm my initial reaction is the same as yours, Jay. 
too soon. Stupid. Didn't haven't done anything yet. Didn't win your division going on the road. You were only 10 and seven. People were talking about you all year because you did have a lot of injuries. That video is the version of the World Series champion shirts that get sent to the poor kids in Africa that the team that didn't win it. You know the ones they print yeah. up before to have them ready? That hat, <laughs> that whatever. That's what this is. That's the version of that. And they're going to be thrown right back in their face ne next week or, or the week after. It's just stupid. Yeah. Even if they win, they're going to go probably go get cleaned up in KC, and it's going to look even stupider because they'll be 0-3 against KC. And that, yeah. There's your – Or you just made the cut. Yeah. Ooh, Jay, you may have just made the cut. But but given that you're associated with me, you'll never make the cut. They right. they would They'll not put somebody right. They wouldn't put me in a, in that video because they'd be like, oh, that's just what he wants. He just wants us to know that he's mm -hmm. talking, you mm -hmm. know. And I'm not really that much of an egomaniac to think that they really care. But in Dean Spanos's case and in his son's case, they actually kind of do. I mean, that was a uh, wide variety of talking heads across multiple television networks that all feel the way we've felt here all season long and i think that all those talking heads probably still feel the same way going into the playoffs it just so happened that the afc is in shambles right. and that the miami dolphins and skylar thompson starting a game uh tyler huntley starting a game for the ravens you know that's just the way the cookie crumbled this year i mean really what are the receipts like we said, we we're looking at that schedule and you're like, oh, you got to finish against Tennessee. You got to get to finish against the Rams. You got to finish against Denver. And you look at the you look at the what Tennessee turned out. They were starting a dude that was on the team for a week. You know, like that wasn't that at the end of the season, it was Dobbs playing who no one even heard of. They got the Rams who had their worst season of all time because they got decimated by injuries. The Broncos were the biggest disappointment in the NFL in recent memory. I don't remember a team being a, di a bigger disappointment than the Denver Broncos were this season. Nathaniel Hackett got fired faster than Urban Meyer got like fired. Like it was incredible what happened in Denver this year. I think that the Chargers and Browner always says that he's not here. I'm trying to be a little not as crazy. You can only play who's in front of you, but let's not give them credit for beating who was in front of them. <laughs> Literally the worst by far strength of victory of any team in the playoffs. I mean, not even close. And what are these receipts? That? I mean, when you look at Jacksonville and the season they had, they're nine and eight. But when you look at their eight losses, um, they lost to teams like Philadelphia, number one seed, um, the New York Giants playoff team, uh, Kansas City, not in their division. So there were a lot of losses that Jacksonville took this year. But when you look at their schedule and who they lost to, you're like, okay, yeah, they're going to lose to Kansas City. Yeah, they, Philadelphia yeah. was the best team in the NFC this year. Hey, the New York Giants are a playoff team. And I'm not even looking at their schedule, and this is, you know, I they could beat the going. Cowboys. They, they swept well, the Tennessee, Chargers. who's the defending champ of the division. I mean, you know, they beat the Chargers. You could just say it this way to wrap it up. Seven losses for the season on the Chargers, five of them against playoff teams. Chargers had seven losses this season, five of them against teams in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Right. And the other two the, losses were to like, Raiders and Raiders. Ra yeah, Raiders and Broncos. So when they play a team that's a good team, they have lost to those teams. Right. The team yeah. that they're playing. <laughs> right. And um, and the Chargers NFC opponent this year was which division? NFC West. Okay. And the uh, Jaguars NFC opponent this year was? 
Great question. No, it's I the NFC East. 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 Right. Oh, so East. so the point I'm trying to make is, is that the Jaguar the East was way better. I mean, they beat Dallas and they lost to Philadelphia and New York, but they played against three teams from one division that are all in the playoffs. And the Chargers played against you know the and AFC, the NFC West, and who, and the who, last team that missed the playoffs, one team that missed the playoffs in the NFC was Washington. They were the next team up in the slot. Yeah. So, all right. Listen, I I'm telling you, it is so close. Like it could go either way, but with what the Chargers social media team did and put out, I'm kind of thinking now, now the energy and the vibe, and like I said, the uh, the football gods. I'm always a good reader of things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I still have a vibe that the Chargers are going to win. All right. I can't okay. I can't shake that feeling. <laughs> All right. Wait a second. I see in our waiting room. I always love this. We have a doctor in the waiting room. You ever been to a doctor's office and you're in the waiting room forever and you're like, come on, let's go. We had an appointment. We had a time and you're waiting. We see we have Dr. Thomas Maxey from iThrive and he's in our waiting room. We're going to let him right in. Hey, Dr. Maxey, how are you today, man? I'm doing great. It's wonderful and sunny outside. How are you guys doing? I know, I know. We've been trying to stay warm and dry, and uh, these last couple of days have been nice, but I hear we're getting more coming. So, Sure are. Sure are. You know, there's some nasty bugs going around, too, so if you're feeling under the weather, you can always come in and get perked up almost right away from a good IV, you know? Yeah. Um, actually, that's a great idea because, you know what, dude? I'm. Uh, we were just talking earlier. I got to fly to Minneapolis on saturday and then i gotta fly back through la on sunday and then i gotta go to a a broadcast appearance i mean i am going to be out and about and running around and around a lot of people what is the iv that i should come get uh so we'll probably just do a large immune iv for you so we include a little bit more vitamin c in there some selenium and zinc which all boost the immune system help fight off bugs along with all the other nutrients so electrolytes amino acids b vitamins and uh, just a ton of hydration too. So overall, doc, just the system. Yep. But doc, should I do that before I leave or should I do it as soon as I get back? I would say do it before you leave. So your immune system is prepped to sit on those planes and those weird climates and just being exposed to so many people while you're traveling. So it'll prevent you from getting sick. And if you do catch something, it'll be a lot easier to get over it once you get back. All right. Dr. Thomas Maxey from iThrive is here on Kaplan and crew. I'm going to do that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to either come in later today or I'm going to come in more likely tomorrow, but I'm taking you up on that. That is something I must do. 100%. Right on. I'll see you there. What about the, uh, I thrive lean. <laughs> well, you know, that's funny because mm-hmm. I did say that I was going to start. I thrive lean ASAP yep. and I have mm-hmm. not gotten down to the clinic yet because I haven't. Well, I said as soon as possible, it hasn't been possible yet. <laughs> now that you're hitting me up with the with the IV, I'm like, okay, wait, now I should start the lean. So, Doc, Alex here now has reached that 30-pound plateau. He's there. I mean, it's unbelievable. Three months, mm-hmm. and the guy's lost 30 pounds. In fact, Alex, show Dr. Max A the hoodie that you're wearing today and explain to him the story. Uh, the story goes, uh, we got this hoodie from – uh, cannabis dispenser when we did a podcast with them. Uh, Scott said in the summer. Yeah, it was and, definitely uh, in the summer. Yeah. So uh, it was given to me. I put it on. Well, I tried to put it on. It didn't go past my moves. And it's been hanging ever since. And I was like, one day I'll fit into that because it's such a nice hoodie. So I kept it. And this morning I was like, I wonder if that fits now. <laughs> and it fits now. And if it's comfortably. And I've been wearing it. And now it's going to be part of the rotation. That's yeah. amazing. It's got to feel good, right? 
Yeah, that's what I was telling Jason too. Jason was asking me like how if I feel different or for anything like that. And I told him the best part about I Thrive Lean is that you feel the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like mentally you're not you're not tired, you're not droggy, like you're losing all this weight, but you're still energized just to go through the day. But mentally, when I put this clothes on, I'm like, oh, that does feel good. That feels yeah. pretty good. Yeah. 30 pounds, dude. Um, that's pretty damn amazing. It is. It is pretty amazing. I want to put a waiver out there just to say that not everyone should expect 30 pounds in three months because it is quite exceptional. You know, there is people that respond that well to it and other people take a bit longer uh, to have their metabolism respond to it properly. So it really just depends on a lot of predisposing factors. But I mean, Alex is just like an ideal case study for us to present with, which has been great. But let me ask this question because doc too. Well, yeah, yeah Dr. Fry yeah, is also Dr. Fry as well. Yeah. Perfect but, response there. Yeah. But let me ask this question though. Hypothetically, you ready? So Alex has been eating less and he's been losing all this weight. Okay. Let's just say tomorrow we take him off of it completely, right? How do we know or or what do you do or to, to make sure that he doesn't go back to eating the full torta? Mm-hmm. He's so that he's only eats <laughs> half the torta, you know, like, because that's what he's telling the story the other day that him and his, his wife, they got this one sandwich and they share it. And the two of them are looking at each other going, do you believe we both used to eat an entire one of these deals? Mm-hmm. How do you avoid going back to bad habits where I know I've been thinking a lot about it? Like, gosh, I just eat for pleasure. I eat to be ravenous mm-hmm. rather than think I don't need the second half of this. Yeah. How do you avoid that when you go off of it? So we, we have a general list of guidelines that we like to provide our patients with while they're on the program that they can kind of start noticing about their eating habits, how they're eating, when they're eating. You know, it definitely makes you pay so much more attention to what you're putting in your body. So it shifts the way you are interacting with your food uh, just by taking the injection. And we're trying to integrate those lessons long term. So things like chewing your food slower, chewing it longer, you know, and really taking your time with it will allow you to replicate kind of the hormonal changes that this injection causes in the body, which regulates your insulin and glucagon levels um, and affects how your body absorbs sugar. So doing this will hopefully allow you to retrain the way you are observing and interacting with your food. And we can integrate those lessons because that's really the best way we can maintain the weight uh, loss after the program stops, you know, because those cravings, if you just go back to eating some sweets in the morning, you're not eating a little meal here and there, you're going to start getting cravings and your blood sugar is going to start spiking and swinging all over the place. So, uh, we want to just teach as many lessons as we can during the program. All right. Dr. Thomas Maxey, I thrive eight, five, eight, two, four, zero, 1497. If you go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, click on the, I thrive logo. You'll learn all about the, I thrive lean program, FDA approved, guaranteed to help you lose weight without changing your lifestyle. And as Dr. Maxey said, we got Grande here who uh, is now our perfect case study from Grande to Flaco. Flaco. Oh, dude. <clears throat> oh, dude. I'm a, uh, I'm also yesterday went to the movies, mm-hmm. stopped at uh, in and out first. No longer a double, double guy. Okay. What are you? Sing single cheeseburger. That's all I got room for now. Protein style or still with bread. I was still with bread. I just didn't finish it. I was you did full not like finish, half. You did not finish a single <laughs> cheeseburger from In-N-Out. No, no. So yesterday I got a double-double and did not get near completion. Wow. So it's uh well, I got near, but it, I was, it was a struggle. And I was like, I probably took like five more bites than I should have, to be honest with you. Like I was like, I, I didn't feel so great. So that's, 
That was a big eye opener last night, dude. Because no. I used to crush double doubles, bro. Dude, like no. no problem. No, dude. The eye opener is you saying that craft beer doesn't taste good anymore and you don't drink it. That's the it eye tastes opener. Good. It tastes good. It's just not as good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dr. Dude, Max. I got freaking so much beer in my fridge right now. I haven't touched it for like two weeks, dude. I don't know what's going on with me, man. It's hilarious. Hey, Doc, yeah. um, I will Change be in my touch. Life, Doc. I really, really, really want to come do that IV, and I'm going to do it before I get on this plane. Yep, let's do it, man. I got you. Just let me know when you want to come in tomorrow, all right? All right, you got it. Hey, Dr. Maxey, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Of course. We'll talk soon. All right. There's Dr. Thomas Maxey from iThrive. Again, use our website, kaplanandcrew.com. All right, coming up, we will get to the highlight of the day, man. I don't know where this video's been. I don't know how it just surfaced. I know it's going to be the highlight, and I know we want to talk about it. Stick around. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. Final segment here of Kaplan and Crew coming at you from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. For those of you that listen on radio on 1090, I say final segment, but I also want to just tell everybody, the YouTubers know this, the podcasters know this, but the radio listeners, you guys may not know this, but when we say goodbye from 1090 at the end of the evening, we have a whole separate finish that is unadulterated, that is uncensored, and it's happening on the podcast side. So if you're right now listening on 1090, when we say peace out, we're saying peace out to radio. We finish things over on YouTube and on podcast. And like I said, it's uncensored. So you should come on over and hang out with us at the end of this whole thing today. So J-Law is in for Browner. And guys, we two stories that we haven't gotten to yet today that I really wanted to talk about. First was Derek Carr. And the second will be part of the highlight of the day. So mm -hmm. Can we start with the whole Derek Carr situation? Let, let, let's let's start there. Sure. So for me, I kind of feel for Derek Carr. Not because I think he's great. Not because I think Derek Carr could uh, do what Matthew Stafford did. Now, I suppose if you took Derek Carr and you gave him the Rams last year, Maybe he would have won the Super Bowl, and maybe we would think differently about him the way we think about Matthew Stafford. Stafford, great stats, terrible organization, no wins to show for it, comes to the Rams, leads, leads them to a Super Bowl, or is part of leading them to a Super Bowl. Derek Carr, if, if given the perfect situation, maybe. I just think Derek Carr is like a next-level quarterback, meaning next-level under. The top 10 guys, I don't think Derek Carr is in there. Maybe between 11 and 20, right in that range. But on the other hand, Derek Carr might argue, dude, I've had four, five, six different head coaches, believe it or not. I've had probably that many offensive coordinators. I've never had real superstar talent until most recently. I helped usher this franchise from Oakland to Vegas. I've been the leader of the nation through all of the tragedy and the move and, and the uncertainty and the instability, I've been the one guy. And now, at the end of it all, I'm just dumped from the organization. So, Alex, can you show everybody what Derek Carr mm -hmm. wrote as his, I'll call it, farewell to the Raider Nation? Yeah, he went notes app on us. Uh, he went a long, long statement. You want me to read it all? Yeah, I think you can. Uh, 
I think you can really get yourself into into Derek Carr mode here. I think you can do it. I don't have like that Philip Rivers twang, you know, but uh, I'll just read it. Yeah. Uh, Raider Nation, it breaks my heart. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. We certainly have been on a roller coaster in our nine years together from the bottom of my heart. I am so grateful and appreciative of the years of support you gave to my family and me. We had our share of both heartbreaking moments and thrilling game-winning drives. And it always feels, it always felt like you were the next there next to me. It's especially hard to say goodbye because I can honestly say that I give you everything I had every single day in season and in the off season. It certainly wasn't perfect, but I hope that I was able to leave you with more than a few great memories as a Raider fans. Thank you to the city of Oakland for taking us in. Thank you to the city of Las Vegas for allowing us to proudly call you home. Thank you to the organization, my teammates, all my coaches, staff, and everyone that helped me these last nine years in those two buildings. Thanks to all Raider Nation that supported, encouraged, pushed, and uplifted me at different times along this journey. Raider Nation truly is special. I once said that if I'm not a Raider, I would rather be at home, and I meant that. But I never met, I never envisioned it ending this way. That fire burning inside me to win a championship still rages, a fire no man can extinguish, only God. So I look forward to a new city and a new team who, no matter the circumstance, will get everything I have. Winning a championship is what I always wanted and what I will continue to work towards. God bless you all, and with love, DC4. Hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Nice read. Yeah. Nice, nice solid read. Don't, don't you think? I mean, a couple of couple yeah. of trips here and there. A couple of trips, yeah. You know, reading out loud is not something that people do a lot nowadays. Right. So well, it's kind of like I like I write notes sometimes and um, I can never read them, you know, like I literally from writing notes to typing notes. Yeah. Like I literally take notes like I'm showing this piece of paper for those of you listening on the radio and I and I have notes all over this piece of paper and they're going in different directions and they're about different subjects and everything else. And then I I look at them and I'm like, what did I I can't even read this. Yeah. Don't know what that means. So so like I never really write anymore. And when I do, I can't read it. You never really read out loud. You know, so I thought I, I right. give that a 92%. That was very good. Yeah. Oh, I love very, that. Very solid. I was always a C student. So a 92 is very unfamiliar to me. But, you know, to, to listen to Derek Carr at the end of that, say, look, I once said, if I'm not playing for the Raiders, I'd just rather not play. But I also didn't think I was going to get dumped by the organization when I went out and got you the best wide receiver that, that that there was available in free agency, he came because of me. If I wasn't the quarterback of the Raiders, Devontae Adams probably wasn't going to be a Raider. So I. Oh, he already said that. Devontae. Said yeah, that. like so. I I got you the best guy. You finally gave me some some weapons here. Now you got me another coach who's got a reputation for being a giant jerk. Okay, and he's coming in with all of his Belichick says this, and the Patriots do it like this. And we're not real good. And you just just throw me away because that's what the NFL does, no matter who you are, more often than not. I mean, a couple guys here and there. But so I think, you know, Derek Carr, hey, I always said I wanted to be a Raider. I didn't want to play, but only God can extinguish this fire. No man. No man. No man. No man. Of extinguishing this fire that burns in this battle. So look. So now the question is, goes to the Raiders. Now the question goes to their organization. Are you, what are you expecting to get for Derek Carr? He's under contract. I think they have a time limit because if they have him on the roster, he gets like a fat, fat mm-hmm. guaranteed contract. And it's coming fast because it's right around mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, either a couple days before or a couple days after. There's this this little window of time that if they don't trade him, 
they would have to either cut him and take the hit. What's the hit? What's the hit for the cut? I How don't much? remember Again, exactly the number. It, it, it's it's palatable. Uh, 10, mil, 10 million? I'll have to look it up because I don't remember exactly. But compared to what it, the contract that they gave him right. versus what the cap hit is, it they can live with it. Um, but and the the and question if they is, they don't cut him by the time they want. They have to cut him. Then they've got to pay. He gets him. the roster bone, or he yeah. they he can't gets, cut him later because they'd have to pay him a huger. Right, like so, Alex. I I just can look at you and I can see that you're probably looking this up, and I can try and to, I can imagine I can imagine out. somebody listening on the radio right now who's going. Do you guys not? No, we don't. I I don't have all the details of the contract, but here's what I'm going to tell you. They gave him a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Seems strange that they gave it to him when they did, but he went out and got Devontae, so they probably thought those guys would be together for a long time. The Raiders, it's not a yeah. monster, crazy, ridiculous number. I remember reading a report about it a few months They're ago. They're broke, though. For them, it is. The, They're broke, supposedly. Right. Derek Carr gets three days after the Super Bowl. Derek Carr gets fully guaranteed a total of wow. $40.5 million. So they either have to cut him. And when they cut him, you know, it's it's like whatever the number is, let's just call it 10 million. They they would save 30 million or they keep him, he gets the money, and then they try and trade him. And I don't think there's gonna be a big rush. I don't think there's great demand. Well, why would there be? Right. When you know there's a deadline. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think there's gonna be this great demand of everybody lining up going, hey, before that deadline. We got to get Derek Carr. This is what San Francisco thought they were going to do with Garoppolo. And everybody went, well, anybody that needed a quarterback was like, well, why would we why would we pick up that contract? Like, if you're looking at tiers of NFL quarterback, I don't even think Derek Carr makes the mid-tier. I put him in, like, a Carson Wentz tier. You put and him in 21 to 32? I think that I would have to really look mm -hmm. at, like, and, and but... I don't put him in the Dak Kirk Cousins tier. No, he like, was, I just don't. No, he he's always been a guy who's had nice numbers, but no wins, no real playoff success of any kind. Um, but again, I, I I will say this: as much as I don't think Derek Carr is a top tier quarterback, guy, he dealt with a lot of nonsense in that mm -hmm. organization. Yeah, but at the same time, how many quarterbacks deal with that all the time? None. You know, like did, <laughs> did Zach Wilson? No, no, not as much as he did, but like quarterbacks don't go into you know beautiful situations no. every time they go. Like, like look at every like whoever goes to the Texans next year is that going to be like the healthiest of, of places to get to? No. Whoever is the quarterback of the Jets are they ever set up for success? No. I mean, you just like there's there's all the Baker defenders in Cleveland. Lead. They cite that right. whole Cleveland, how many head Carolina, how many, uh, how wherever you go, wherever, like there is a handful, if not more of organizations that you can just be like, this is just the way it is. And it's very rare that you get plopped into a situation like a uh, Patrick Mahomes, mm -hmm. where you have just elite talent around you, an offensive minded head coach that gets you like, it's very rare that that happens. And it's just like, there's like this flow and this connection right away. So I think that, yes, Derek Carr has a longer list than most because the Raiders kept them there longer than most teams keep a quarterback there. It's not just because, 
like Derek Carr was so good, the Raiders kept him. No, the Raiders decided to keep his mediocrity there, and thus Derek Carr had to deal with all of the endless amount of BS that the Raiders always have to go through. So it's not like you know Derek Carr was forced to be there. He wanted to be there. No, he did. He was, he's been he a he's been a starting quarterback for nine years. Yeah, he did. And he was remember he was a second round draft choice out of Fresno State, and he um, he became the leader of the Raider Nation. He was the one constant through it all. Yeah. They had a Khalil yeah. Mack. They traded a Khalil Mack. Coach after coach after coach. When they got Gruden, Gruden was going to be the star of the team, and then Gruden flamed out. He's been the one constant throughout all the coaches. The coordinators, the cities, the stadiums, the controversies, the tragedies. Now he's, he's been the fall guy. Yeah, he's and now ah, good Jay. Now he's the and fall it's sad guy. because you sit there and you go, look, man. Uh, you know they're perennial. This is a, we talk about the organization, the way it's run, with all these examples, and they're perennially at the top of the league and in, in penalties uh, committed every single year. How many of those are committed by Derek Carr? Like back in the old days, the old Raiders. Yeah, they they led the league in penalties, but they were intimidation penalties because they were good enough to get away from these are knucklehead, move you backwards, stupid bonehead penalties, and they're not good enough the franchise isn't good enough they're not well coached enough and he's the fall guy for a guy that's been the constant i feel bad for him you know i'll agree maybe he's not the top tier quarterback but you know he's a top tier raider and it's sad how they treated him especially with everything that goes on and all the all the knuckleheads that they've had ruin things for them they go and they drop this guy like he's one of them and it's too bad the way they treated him on the way out i would if i and and if i'm josh mcdaniels i don't draft a rookie quarterback. Like I, I just, I need to win now. My reputation's already in the dumpster. I'm already Wait, in the dumpster you know, franchise you get? as is. I may, you know I may happen. have. No way. Yes. No way. Yes, no sir. Way. Tom Brady. No way. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady is not going to go. Tom Brady is not going into that division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and that Raider organization. No yeah, way. Yeah, no way, man. No way. He sat in a NFC East that was just a dumpster fire besides the no i'm sorry South. the afc east that was a dumpster fire besides the patriots oh. for 20 years those three teams couldn't get out of their own way for the whole time he was in that division no matter how great he and belichick were the buffalo the jets and and the Miami. dolphins for that run stunk yep. and then he went to the nfc south and nobody was in that division breeze, breeze exited well breeze. breeze exited that first year he was on his way out they, they had a good year but record wise but he picked them apart he took him down and there's there was nothing left in that division he's run his course there i i think if he goes anywhere nfl rigged jason if he goes to the afc west, AFC west crumbles. <laughs> yeah mahomes goes out with a season-ending injury uh yeah. tom brady not only is tom brady tom brady is so good that not only will he yeah. make your team better he will make the other teams in your Dude, division tom worse. brady reuniting with josh mcdaniels for one or two years in Las Vegas. I, listen, I'm just saying this. To me, my opinion, not out of the question. No, but I still don't. I don't know. It goes into that division against Mahomes twice a year. Andy Reid, Herbert, If especially if the Chargers can make a playoff run, at least a win a game and look good against KC. And and if for, for some reason, you know, now you're, you're going returning into that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd find a different home or retire. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, hold on one second. Would Tom Brady be in the Super Bowl? Dude. Tom Patrick Brady might Mahomes. be in the Super Bowl this year, dude. Yeah. 
That's true. First year, but that was a good that was a good Buccaneer first team. That first if I'm looking year, at Tom yeah. Brady and I'm like, ooh, I like Josh Jacobs. Ooh, I like Devontae Adams. Ooh, I really like Darren yeah. Waller. No, I mean, yeah. I'm telling you right now, Tom Brady. Um, don't count out the Bucks yet. And it's been a bad year for them, but they've found their way into the playoffs. And this is this is Brady's time of year. I mean, they're playing against Dallas in the first round on Monday night. And they could very easily get bounced because you, you know, Dallas is a 13 win kind of team and Tampa Bay is a struggle all year to kind of get in, but don't give up on Brady. He's going to win. When I, when I had to fill my pool out, I picked the, the first game I went to was picking the Cowboys. I don't know why I saw some, well, I do know why I had Mike Evans on my fantasy football team. The Bucks are not a good team. They may not be. They are. Just you know what? Though the be. Cowboys are the type of team where they will go lay that egg. And I said it last. The, yes. You know what? The Buccaneers yes. and Brady won't even have to play that well Dude. for the Cowboys to beat themselves because they'll turn the ball over. They'll move backwards. They'll do dumb things. And Buccaneers defense, who has just held give them, the ball to Tony. Paul. Dude, they, put it this way. Put it, let me just say this. You ready? I'll I'll make this prediction for you. Sean Payton, who everybody talked about all year long as possibly being the next coach of the Chargers, and now there's teams like Arizona's talking to him. There's a couple others that have, have like seemed to have Arizona, Denver, and okay. Houston. So those teams are all talking to Sean Payton. He's not signing anything yet. Now, Tuesday of this upcoming week, then all of a sudden there might be movement on a guy like Sean Payton. Because I'll tell you this right now: if the Cowboys lose this game, he's gone. Sean Payton is sitting there waiting, going, Arizona, okay, maybe. Houston, no chance. I mean, they'd have to pay me a fortune to to even think about it. Denver, maybe, but I'm not so sure I want that kind of veteran quarterback at this stage of his career and this stage of my career. Dallas, I'm just waiting to see what happens. They lose. They fire McCarthy. I'll go to Dallas. So just hold on uh, on the Sean Payton stuff because I'm telling you a lot of it will be dependent on on what happens Monday night between Dallas and Tampa Bay. All right, let's do this. Let's get to the highlight of the day, man, because I, w- I want to talk about this story, and I'm sure, Jay, you're going to have a strong opinion about this thing. All right, Alex, let's do it. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Highlight of the day is brought to you by Tori Holistics. Go to kaplanandcrew.com. Click on that Tori Holistics banner. You're going to get 20% off your purchase at Tori when you use the promo code Broccoli and you spend a minimum of 75 bucks. So spend 75 bucks, use the promo code Broccoli at checkout, boom, 20% off. Today is what, Thursday? So Thursday, Thursday, BOGO, 15% off. Tomorrow's Fire Friday, 15% off. There's always stuff happening at Tori in California. And, and just one more time before we uh, get to it, just give everybody, do you have that stuff that's going on on Saturday? Yeah, happening on Saturday at California Holistics in Chula Vista. This is California Holistics Chula Vista Saturday, 12 to 5 p.m. This event is completely free. Drop, die, drop by for a day full of local vendors, food, music, free swag, brands, and deals. 12 to 5, completely free. And if you spend a if you spend $125 at California Holistics, you will get a $20 gift card return to you all right there you go tori holistics california holistics promo code is broccoli save 20 percent. all right alex highlight of the day man. i got a problem i got a problem mm-hmm. i got a problem mm-hmm. uh this video is copyrighted oh didn't know that and i don't want to play it now okay um who's copyrighted that there's a there's a big word mark on it uh-huh and I can't read the word mark, mm-hmm. and I don't remember where I got this video from. Mm-hmm. So I am going to choose to save myself a massive headache and not play this video. Okay. Well, I could play the audio. Okay. Well, here here's the thing. So going back, wasn't it late November 
of last year. This is, is this Odell Beckham getting thrown off a plane? Oh yes. yes. So I don't, I'm yes. watching the video. How come today's January 12th? This, it took two plus months to get this video out. Yeah. Somebody, that's why I'm saying like somebody got a hold of it, of the body off the body camera mm-hmm. uh, from an officer yeah. and it just got released. And I think TMZ got this video. So that's why I don't want to play it because they're crazy. So what exactly is happening? Basically the clip. So if you watch it, he's like totally passed out, completely passed out. And you don't see it. But according to all the flight attendants, he took his pants off and he was just in his underwear. So they couldn't get him on a plane in like first class. Looks like, you know, like an international kind of flight from Miami. Mm. So he might have been going back to L.A. or something. Mm. According to, to the flight attendants, he was not wearing pants. By the time that you see the body cam footage, he is his pants are back on. But the flight attendant was like, he was not wearing pants. He was being unresponsive. Like they couldn't wake him up to put his seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. And then he refused to get off when he awoke because there was all these cops around him. He got super defensive. He became a total asshat, by the way. If you watch the video, there's uh, passengers on the plane that were telling him to buckle up or just get off the plane because if not, they were going to have to unboard the deplane, the entire everybody. And Odell Beckham tells this guy, I will never get off this plane for you, ever. He's like, there ain't nothing you can say to me. He's telling another passenger, this like older white guy, there ain't nothing you can do to me to make me get off this plane. Nothing. All right. All right. I want a total dick. Yeah. I want to talk about this, but here's what I'm going to say. We're going to run out of radio time. So 1090 listeners, I'm going to say to you guys again, you got to come over to our YouTube channel, Kaplan and Crew. Or you got to come over to our podcast, which is everywhere, Apple, Spotify, all the way down to iHeart. You got to come watch and you got to come listen because this is juicy, but we're running out of time. Jay, I know you want to talk about this. Oh, God. I know. I mean, I can't. I'm still confused on some of the details. We'll sort it all out. 1090 listeners, peace out. Everybody else, let's finish up with this Odell story on the podcast side. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace. All right, guys, wrapping things up. So, Alex, I've been watching this Odell Beckham video. I'm confused about a few things. They, there are cops standing behind him. You know, Mm -hmm. is this, did they just land the plane? No, they never left. Okay. So they, so he's on the plane with his pants off unresponsive and they can't get him to buckle up so that they can take off. And then how does the story go? Like, wh- why do cops eventually come board the plane? The captain came out. The captain tried to, I guess the protocol is the captain comes out. The captain then determines what the next step is. It's not really just a flight attendant thing. The captain came out. He was being unresponsive or being unruly, whatever the report. Uh, so they called law enforcement to get him to get off the plane. He's mm-hmm. officially been kicked off the plane. So they need him to be removed. Uh, the cops get in. He then becomes responsive. He then becomes aware of what's going on, I guess puts his pants on because there's this footage you watch the whole it's like a six minute video so they go back to like where all like the waters and stuff are where the flight attendants sit and the body cam footage is like the flight attendant's like so what do you want us to do and he's like well he's not wearing pants and the cops goes oh he's got pants on now he goes yeah but he wouldn't put them on and he won't buckle up he's got to get off the plane so the cops go they try and get him to get off the plane he refuses and the cops you could be the cops you could you could hear them say if you don't get off this plane we're gonna have to deboard everybody and he goes that's fine he literally said, that's fine. So as they start deboarding everybody, this like the guy in the red shirt, the old man just like, can you just get off the, the plane? Can you get off the fucking plane? And Odell goes off on this, this fucking old guy. Yeah. Calls old, him fat, yeah. calls him ugly. Says, yeah. this is, you're the, ro- 
Odell tells that guy, you're what's wrong with the world. <laughs> Odell says, Odell says, I will never get off this fucking plane for you. I will never get off this plane for you. He's like, go have fun waiting 40 minutes. Cause by the time you get back on this plane, I'll be on a fucking private jet back to LA. He's a, he tells the, the old man, he just becomes an asshole. Right. And sure. he goes, he tells the old man, enjoy your cheese board. Yeah. You know, like it's the total dick. And I don't and know what the old man may have said to him. Cause you know, if I were on that plane, I, I would have been like this. Uh, hey, just so you know, like everybody here knows who you are. Cameras yeah. are rolling. You're going to come yeah. off looking like a dick. Okay. Because you know what? Mm -hmm. When it happened and they took him off the plane, everybody's like, Odell Beckham got kicked off a plane. Okay. Big deal. Yeah. Now that you start to see this video, I'm not saying that he's going to become like completely canceled. Just people are going to see what kind of an arrogant dick he was. Yeah, it is. I mean, that, right when that happened, I mean, we didn't know the story that we know now, but I, I had a pretty funny tweet where I go, no wonder nobody signed Odell Beckham. This guy can't even catch a flight <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but um, I mean, what an asshole. What an asshole this guy is. And it's it's no wonder it, that this guy doesn't have a team a year after winning a Super Bowl ring uh, with the with the Rams in spite of him. Obviously, he was an extra little piece and he had a big game for them. But, uh, you know, they kind of ran wild a little bit in that Super Bowl. Um, but what an asshole. And, you know, the Browns played way better without him. That was the year the Browns went on to the playoffs and beat Pittsburgh, and he got hurt early in the season and, and all of that stuff. And then the next year was the whole crumbling with the videotape, his daddy running to the rescue of, look, at they don't throw to my son. And, well, your son isn't a team player, obviously. Your son doesn't run the routes, doesn't uh, get out and, 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 and run routes hard that aren't going to be targeted to him. Um, it's – no wonder the Giants couldn't wait to get rid of him. Um, they built they they were able to get two good draft picks for him that they were able to now build this team that they've gotten to now. Look where the Giants are two, three, four years post Beckham. Uh, what an asshole! And and you know, also like he's tweeting. I'm seeing now he's tweeting course. about it. You know, saying like, okay, you can cut a video up however you want. Right. You know, to make you look a certain way. And I was like, okay, in the history of of getting kicked off a plane. I think you're always in the wrong. Well, you've, you've certainly you inconvenienced everybody else. Cause you're just being a dick. Like, I don't care what he thinks he did or how, whatever he, if he thinks he was wronged, if you're the one getting kicked off a plane with hundreds of people, yeah. you wait. did something wait. like I've been pretty buzzed on a plane. I've been kind of drunk yeah. on a plane. Like, you really got to do some fucking dumb shit right. to get kicked but, off. Of but like break a federal law. That's a federal law. Whether you <laughs> like it or not, guess right. what? It, it's a seatbelt federal law. And until yeah. you're at cruising altitude, dude, that's just the law, the trade table, the seat. Like, that's it. Everybody wants to get somewhere. That's but I have why a question. What's wrong with him before they take off? If he's, on, if he's taking his pants off and if he's unresponsive, that they can't get him to put the seatbelt on before they take off. What kind of condition is he walking onto that plane in? You know, what was he in the clubs until, you know, until he got on the plane and yeah. he's all messed up with booze or whatever else he might have in his system. I mean, what he said he was clubbing. He said he was clubbing the night. Well, before. something's wrong probably... with the guy that if he's that passed out, that nobody can wake him up. If you're a flight attendant, you're like, Hey, we got a guy who's unresponsive here on the flight. And he doesn't have his pants on. What do we do? And Ask the was... captain. 
this was around the time that was all the swirling of, oh, you know, the Cowboys are gonna, maybe going to sign him. Who's going to sign him? Where might Odell go? Somebody might bring him out to help him get down the stretch. And it was like, no, this is this is the life this guy is leading right now. He's not leading the life of a football player, even committed to himself as a football player. Obviously, this guy's, uh, you know, he, off the rails. And, he, he, you know, personality-wise, he always was. Then his game faded and his personality disorder even, you know, we're looking at like, you know, an AJ, Antonio Brown starter set right, right but, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a great way to end, end it right, right there. there. <laughs>